Hello and welcome to episode 201 of the F-Reality podcast, your fortnightly fix of the latest VR gaming news. We have a jam-packed show for you today as we're going to be talking about how you can feel a kiss in virtual reality. We have loads of new VR games to discuss after a recent uh, MetaQuest gaming showcase. Hand tracking on Quest is getting a big overhaul with hand tracking 2.0. And we discuss some new snippets of information on the upcoming headset from Meta called Project Cambria. To round up this glorious show, Zim has got some new releases for us to get excited about in the immediate future. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight from the past couple of weeks. Also, let us know what you've been playing in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. So first up, this guy's been jumping into the Animus to find out as much information as he can about the upcoming Assassin's Creed game in VR. And that's our very own Ezio. It's, of course, Nathy. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, first of all, I got an announcement to make. Elon Musk okay. is going to buy our podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a joke. only 20 billion. I, yeah. I, w- I want to say we're not for sale, but we will probably are. We kind yeah. of are for sale. Yeah, we, we, we would accept. Uh, <laughs> right, what, are we? 50, yeah, 50 bucks. So. 50 bucks? <laughs> I'm sure someone at the end of the show is going to, you know, buy the show then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, funny that you mentioned uh, Assassin's Creed because. Uh, some leaks happened basically of people play testing the game mm-hmm. very interesting but for me the most exciting part of all of that is that uh, it's still happening apparently I, I was at the point where i was like maybe this this whole thing is going to be cancelled by now because uh, if you have been diving into uh, you know the, the pancake gaming uh, realm then ubisoft isn't doing that well mm-hmm. um, they might be for sale that's what i heard this week um and let's say ea buys it or then i don't know how that vr project is going to end up you know it's still going to happen because there is a there is a contract but that doesn't say it's still going to be good or bad but it's it's still happening and um as what we have seen so far it's it's not necessarily an open world game but it's more of like hitman where you have these kind of small open worlds and they're like different missions that you go on and you go from timeline to timeline by using the animus and stuff like that but this is all very early prototype stuff so i don't know if that's going to be the final thing but i never expected it to be like an open world uh to be honest with you Uh, it's a bit too ambitious uh, for for the vr scene right now i think as well it doesn't help when it's so so early and these leaks end up online because these people are clearly like beta testers you know and they've signed an nda with these studios they're leaking this footage online it's it's a really shitty move for someone to do something like that and i think as well it can hurt the game because you know, expectations get set when such a big IP is coming That's to right. VR. But also, like, when you look at some of the footage, it does look pretty rough uh, from what I've seen. But you've got to just know that this game could be a year out. It could be two years out. There's, yeah, there's it could so completely much... change the whole thing again. It, exactly. So, I, yeah. you know... I wouldn't base any opinions upon the footage that's already been shown out there and just wait and see what Ubisoft do uh, in the long yeah. run. Yeah. You also don't no. know yeah. what stage of production those clips were taken at, right? I mean, it 100%. is possible. I've seen it before where someone's leaked something and it's, you know, from two years ago and it yeah. just happened yeah. to be a file that, <laughs> that got bandied well, about. The, the- the, the thing we do know is that they just started hiring people at the start of the year. So that kind of hints towards them just starting out. It's not like they, they you know, have been making this for the last two years or so. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But a- again, I do not expect an Assassin's Creed like uh, game that you usually see launching on, on Uplay, where it's this huge game where you spend like 40, 50 hours on it. I don't think so. 
if they wanted to do that, then they should have ported over like Assassin's Creed 2 or 3 maybe or Brotherhood. Um, but I did go back and like I watched all these like, uh, you know, uh, gameplay bits of all the, oh man, those games were so good. They were so yeah. good. And, and I, I really was tempted to go back and just play uh, Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood and just the first few. I think the, the, the last uh, titles weren't that great. They kind of lost the vibe. Um, but yeah, yeah, like being Ezio and VR, dude, it's going to be great for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I've, Ubisoft, I've never, you I've know, never played a, uh, an Assassin's Creed game. I'm just going to get that oh, out there. Man. I've dipped in and out of wow. them, but I've never been fully hooked by one. Um, but, you know, Ubisoft, okay. I, I was going to say. Especially Tomb Raider with a hood, right? Well, it, well, I, I do. I think Tomb Raider is better personally, but that's just my opinion. But, like, I think Ubisoft has had some rough times with vr in the past you know like with space junkies they they didn't have any luck with that um but you know they made a movie werewolves within the movie (laughs) i do i do hope (laughs) i do hope that that they do get some success though um you know it's it's a big studio i'm still i am still very excited about the assassin's i mean i'm a big fan like uh, i think like nathy i've 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 played probably the majority of them um and i've enjoyed almost also the majority of them especially like nate said in the beginning because the games were so different from what was out there before you know like the entire combination of like being as and being an assassin and also the parkour element that was in there i remember like the, the first one i played that so much even though that's definitely not considered to be the best one and there were a huge huge amount of issues with that one as well but like Nady said, like you know the the ones with the storyline from Adzio, and even the later ones like like Black Flag. I really like mm. Black Flag yeah, as that well. Was, okay. uh, amazing, like the the way that the way the way that they built those worlds. Like they started out with like you know parkour and like you know you had cities and you would visit those cities, but later that became like this huge open world where you would have like massive like sea battles and like there were so many elements that were pulled into this that was just uh, yeah. And- yeah. I think the highlight that, that, that I found out about that I kind of forgot is that you meet historical figures that you never yeah. have been able to meet because they don't exist anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the relationship between Ezio and uh, uh, Da Vinci, for example, yeah. that's amazing. And, it's so, yeah, it's and, so fun to and, and just the, play that. The one-to-one representation of, uh, you know, ancient monuments or cities or yeah, historical yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, buildings that that is so cool to see that to visit London or to visit like any kind of the of the cities like Rome, uh, in in that age and really feeling like you're there doing that in VR alone, yeah, that would be already amazing. That architecture sounds amazing. Like again, I'm I'm thinking about <clears throat> this is an old game now, but Kronos. Uh, which I thought was a fantastic gunfire games title kicked off with the uh, with the with the Rift CB1, and and I really think that if you took an Assassin's Creed type title with the visuals and you did a port, I think that's the the, the soundest bet. Like I don't think that just taking the IP and building a game from the ground up for VR is the most successful path. I actually think that a conversion oh, is yeah. the best idea. I know some mm. people, and Nate, you and I are of the same opinion on this, right? Third person VR can be awesome. Because mm-hmm. of that level of detail, that kind of dollhouse look, um, and you can get great quality through that. So I'm kind of surprised if these videos, these leaks that we've seen, are true, right? If, if that's an actual yeah. reflection of what they're building, I'm kind of surprised they didn't go for for well, a that, conversion. That, yeah, that, that's I'm 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 the same here because you know uh, Resident Evil, great success. Of course, you need to find the right developer. You need to actually do research because not every game 
works in VR. That's that's not true. You really need to see, you know, are the mechanics lending themselves for it? But yeah, with Assassin's Creed, they could have even turned the third-person game into a first-person one. It would have taken some time too, but then you have this rich storyline already, all the side quests. I don't think they are able to uh, pull that off with a build from the ground up for a VR game, but yeah... I don't know. Like, I'm fine with a smaller Assassin's Creed too. You know, like it. it yeah. We need some some franchises coming in. If they want to start with something small, that's fine. If it if it's successful, then they can start building something bigger. Yeah. And we're talking the, about the Ubisoft here. I, you know, I they're losing indeed. money as well. So yeah. they kind of need the, to be the only thing I want, I, I'm fine with like a smaller version. But what they give, that needs to be good. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm okay with like the scale of it shrinking. Also, people are asking what is going on with Mike. Mike's face Mike is, is amazing right now. Your feed is going crazy. Your face is like, you're like, you're just warping. It's great. It's Pixel Mike. Yeah, Pixel Mike. He's, a, he's, a, he's in the Animus, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's in the Animus. He's getting yeah. taken by the Animus right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can hear me okay, though, still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it's fine. It's, it's just, just one of those your, your eyes on, on that yeah, side. That was the longest introduction ever, by the way. That's my soul leaving my body, yeah. All right. So it was messed up during the intro as well. No, we're just yeah, saying it's... we're still stuck in the introduction and we're still on Nathan's right. intro. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Good research though, Nathan. If you want to go and learn more yeah. about Assassin's Creed in VR and Nathan's predictions, go and check out his video on his channel. Okay, next up, this guy sleeps with a sharpened stake by his bed and clothes of garlic around his neck. He's a fellow vampire survivor. <laughs> it's, the legend, <laughs> it's the legendary <laughs> VR streamer. This is MTOK5. How you doing, dude? You all right? Yeah, I... Less sleep this this week, Mike, because of a certain mm. affliction. Mm. Um, I, I think I, I think I've slain probably two of my shows this week thanks to this vacuum game. <laughs> <laughs> and we we have pa- Paradise Decay to blame for this because okay, I, I, I want to know what it is because okay. you, you guys were like shortly talking about it before, but yeah. then I wasn't allowed to ask what it was. So now I want to know. Before you so, proper intro, it, Mike, I just want to say this. Uh, I have not been hooked by a game in less than 60 seconds before, I think. <laughs> this one did that to me. Mike, take yeah. it away. And we should preface this by saying it's not a VR game, so don't get too excited. It's not a VR game. <laughs> wow, um, how anticlimactic already. But, but, but this yeah, all started on. because I got my Steam Deck uh, arrived, and uh, Paradise Decay, who you know uh, kindly mods the show, uh, friend of the channel, uh, gifted me a game called Vampire Survivors. He said, oh, go and play this on your new Steam Deck. I was like... Yeah, sure. It looked pretty mediocre, to be honest, and I had really low expectations, but I fired it up on the Steam Deck, and lo and behold, I'm, like, completely addicted to this game. So I probably put 20 hours into it, and bearing in mind, like, the Steam Deck only arrived on Monday, so, like, I've been doing nothing but wow. playing this game, so my productivity yeah, when, when levels are, like... you bit me? You bit me, like, on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. or something? Wait, 10 hours. I just checked Steam this morning. Yeah. And, like, so, and I, I, I've been very busy this week. Like, this game is... It's stupid. It, I, I would call it this... It's like if you went out, walked to an arcade cabinet, yeah. right? And you started playing an arcade game. You're like, oh, this is pretty good. And then you realized as you walk out of the place, you've spent $50 in quarters. And you slept, <laughs> you slept there for three days. Exactly. <laughs> and like, like, that's the thing. So, so just to let you know, it's called Vampire Survivors. It's like, what, two pounds, four dollars on Steam. Three. Yeah. Overwhelmingly positive reviews. Oh. If you're looking for like a well, a super addictive game that will take over your life, then this is the one. But yeah, I gifted it to to Brad. So um, Brad, <laughs> Jim, Brad, Zim. Um, I gifted it to... I was going to say, uh, most people probably don't know me as Brad. It's funny. Like, yeah, I was like, I was like well, what, Brad Lynch? Or, I, I gifted, it, <laughs> Jim. I gifted yeah. it to Zim. And uh, sort of like, so we, we kind of feel like Paradise Decay bit me and then 
I passed it on and bit what the hell? Zim. So he's got to pass it on and, and gift it to someone else now. Uh, oh, uh, I, no, my, my wife has already got, she got into it like the night after. Uh, right. So we have literally spent the last three nights like sitting here, uh, husband and wife, just <laughs> just slaying just slaying in that game. It, it's insane. So what it is for me is like, you know when you like playing like a game like a Diablo or something and, and you pop open a chest and it's like, it's just that feeling of like, I won the lottery. They do that so well. And yeah. then just the sheer, like, if you like, um, oh God, I'm trying, I'm going to fail the, the name now. There's a massive game where you're, you're basically playing against hordes and hordes of zombies. They are millions. They are billions. Billions. They are billions. They are billions fan. Yeah. You will love this because the scale of what happens is just incredible. I won't spoil anything. I think I'm on level three. I'm curious, Mike, where you've gotten to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm on level level three as well. Level okay. three is fucking hard. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I keep oh, trying. Oh no, no, I'm on level four actually. I'm on level four. It took me a while on level three. I have to admit, it took me a long time to get past it, but I got there in the end. But like like Zim says, you're just like uh, you get to choose different characters, different abilities, um, and they scale with each level, and then. Just the amount of enemies on screen, you can have like hundreds, if not thousands of enemies on screen at any given time. And when you get super powerful, you're just like blasting them away. Like it's just, yeah. And, it's, and it's, the thing it's awesome. is, I like the fact that they, they're they a little tongue in cheek. And the fact that this is an early access game, like they're not even done. You know what I mean? They're not even done. No. And they're, they're going to, they're absolutely going to kill with this thing. But the, the variety of enemies as well. I mean, there's walking like milk creatures and there's just so many weird things that come and attack you. Big, small. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. It's definitely like, I need one more go sort of game. But yeah, but enough could, of flat this, games. Go on. Could this work in VR though? No, not really. Yes. No? <laughs> yes, not I'm really. Tell you why. All right, so Mike Mike is like, oh, I've got my Steam Deck. And I was just, uh, you know, there was a little twinge of jealousy because I obviously don't have a Steam Deck. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I want to lie down. I'm back in virtual desktop for like three oh, hours. It works. Nice. You emulate the gamepad. It's an option. So you have to right. run it off a of PC or whatever. You have to emulate the gamepad works perfectly and actually with a joystick you must know this because you're steam deck but i've been using wasd back in vampire survivors from bed looking at my ceiling basically playing this genius. for a couple of hours genius that's the way to do yeah. it so I'm like, i've got that video going on youtube at some point nice. too but yeah super um, super like hidden gem i've not really heard anyone talk about this game so go and check it out it's super cheap uh, overwhelmingly positive on steam you'll, you'll be not hooked. surprising but what yeah, about exactly. what about outside uh slaying uh vampires what what you've been into anything doing in a few different things um yeah mostly wrestling my microphone uh was what i was doing through the through, through the week before God, this week fun. um I, I, and we're, we're gonna come on to talking about the hand tracking stuff sure yeah so yeah um I'll, I'll save a, a little bit of my impressions for that but the game that really uh took me and i think just leapt past knock as my kind of game of the year so far you know coming into the fifth month now uh, of the year is uh, uh -oh. rogue ascent vr it's a completely 100 <laughs> <Okay. laughs> hand tracked game and yeah. like i was just smitten with it out the door but then i realized how many like it's it's basically an it, it's, it's absolutely the game that as a, a vr vet i'd look at it on paper and i'd say this is going to be shit can right, I just say this was my uh, my highlight as well? So I'll, I'll chip it? in. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll chip into so this one. Yeah. The thing is, like, so if I if I park Vampire Survivors to the side, which is like the game that make like it hooks you like TikTok and it just like feels super fun to play yeah. for hours. This yeah. game makes you feel powerful and like a badass, and and those things rarely happen in VR where you like you're like I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. I'm having such a fun time. Like the kid comes out in you. Do you remember when I said this 
way, way back about Gorilla Tag, right? Where I was like, man, Gorilla Tag just is, is like running around a playground. This Rogue Ascent is like feeling like a Bond villain or I don't know, maybe James Bond in Borderlands VR with no <laughs> controllers. And you'd think, oh, if I'm going to do like a, a pew pew game in VR with finger tracking that you'd have to like shoot. The shooting is done automatically, which as an FPS fan, my first reaction was, ah, that's going to feel terrible. Yeah, it same. doesn't because the reload mechanism is where it's at. When you flick your fingers up, your guns swirl on your fingers and, and there's this little dial mm. that shows it reloading and you've got different guns left and right. You can have a shotgun, assault rifle, pistols, all different types of things in like a Borderlands style universe. And you're trying to go like floor to floor, like almost John Wick like. And, like and the reason Dredd. why it looks bad on paper is you're going from like node to node on the ground. That's what you teleport around. Yeah. And you teleport with like an X-Men style Open hand gesture where yeah. you just you cover your hand basically over where you want to go. You then teleport there. You have your guns. And then there's like these cabinets like a vending machine where you can buy ammo upgrades and perks. And it's roguelite. So if all that glues together in, in like this mechanism that the game mechanics are like there's probably five things that in VR, I haven't seen that package at all before. And they do all these things like mm. magic with the new hand track. It's yeah. wonderful. And, and this, and is, and this is procedural, so by the way. Uh, so yeah, uh, randomly generated levels. Yeah, okay. Randomly yeah. generated, yes. Yeah. Um, but like the, the thing is, some of the hand gestures are really cool. Like, uh, like I love the reloading. You, you nailed it there. So like the feeling of the reloading, you, you basically, like you say, you point your finger up to the sky and the gun starts spinning around and reloading. So you feel like a gunslinging badass straight away because so your it, guns it, are spinning it, it, around. It, so it goes around your finger. Uh, kind of, yeah, as if you were kind of twirling it. Not around it. your finger, rather. More like if you had a rod coming out from your palm, it's spinning around So, that. So you're saying you you feel the sense of, of having a gun in your so air no, guitar, kind of like it, it just looks cool. slinging. It just, looks, just looks cool. And sounds. Okay. They, they nailed yeah. the audio. Um, and, and, and more more VR games should let you spin guns. Like, it's such a cool thing. Like, it, you, you I feel think, like oh, Robocop blood or and truth, something. Dude. Blood and truth, you could spin <laughs> your Monica. guns too, right? Where you Monica could... does it, right? Autica right. is the only other game that I know that did it really, really well. Right. Um, where you um, can flick the guns and they'll, they'll spin in your hands. Yeah. But you've also got like a gesture where if you put like uh, both fists facing you, then that kind of brings up a shield, which then deflects mm. incoming enemy fire. Um, and yeah, it's just like, and, and the thing is as well, it, this is using hand tracking 1.0. This hasn't been updated to take advantage of the new hand oh, tracking, wow. which we're going to talk about later on. Uh, but like Zim rightly said, like this is probably one of the most impressive games I've played with hand tracking yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, we've got some great puzzle games like Cubism, which kind of lend itself really well. You picking up items with your, your fingers mm -hmm, and you're, mm -hmm. you're slotting them into the puzzle. And, you know, Unplugged was kind of maybe one of the first real games we saw where you know you're, you're playing air guitar but this is yeah. like kind of like the first shooter i would say it's interesting take. because fast paced usually with hand tracking isn't the best combination exactly this is right. exactly the right. point like it, it so actually impressive. works it's in my opinion yeah. certified this is the first zim certified game where hand tracking works works yeah, in its favor they they got the um what i'll call it the like the padding the timing of um uh, how 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 long it takes for you to like teleport to the next pad? How reactive the guns are? It's just scroll past that good enough line. It's it's yeah. great. It's really okay. cool. I'm really Check surprised it it's an App Lab title because this definitely deserves mm. to be on the main store, uh, especially to showcase like what hand tracking can do in a gaming like a proper gaming format. You know, we've yes. only seen uh, other like 
I don't want to discredit cubism or like hand physics labs as being proper games. They are proper games, but you know what I mean? Like no, with, deeper, with deeper, with no, deeper mechanics, genre, if you know yeah. what I mean, than just picking up items, you know, this is actually using your yeah. fingers as guns unplugged. You were like I say, playing an air guitar. Um, but yeah, it feels amazing. And I can't wait to see how it improves with the new hand tracking 2.0, which like I said, we're going to be talking about later on in the show. You know what it felt like to me? I would liken it when I first played pistol whip because the game gets you moving. You're not mm. just standing there blasting. I was physically moving around my space. So if, if you've got a room scale environment, it actually lends itself to that. And there's also kind of physical button pushes and things that you do in the game as well. The thing that's so mind boggling is you're having such a blast. There's a lot happening. There's like turrets that are shooting at you. You're trying to duck and dodge and fire away at, at these things. There's enemies that are tracking you down. It's kind of an endless wave of things coming at you, but there are breathers. You do get breaks. Mm. Um, but it's just like that onslaught with hand tracking. Like, yeah. like you said, Nathan, I would have been totally uh, cynical about the whole thing. I, yeah. I, yeah. No way would I believe. I wouldn't even believe myself saying this, but try it. Rogue Ascent, absolutely take it. Mike, you're absolutely right. This, this should be showfront yeah, right it, now. Especially now in this lull, it should be on the storefront. Definitely, so, especially because it's just so innovative. I think that's what took me by surprise is the innovation in this. You know, you don't see right, games like right, this very yeah. often. Um, but yeah, some, someone asked if it's free. It's not free. It's uh, $19.99 in US dollars, $14.99 in British pounds. It's on App Lab, so you've got to hunt it down. So make sure you search for Rogue Ascent. Uh, but I would imagine with this kind of quality, hopefully it gets onto the main store soon. Yeah. And this is just kind of a test bed for them. So. So um, at first when Zim said like this is going to be like it's better than Knock and it's it's one of the better games of this year I was like he's going to pull like a or game of the year I was like he was afraid that he was going to pull a Medal of Honor on us again <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> hey, I was like he's going to like like name a game that we like wow yeah. but uh, oh, no I agree I agree I, this time this year I agree Zim this year I do I, I, I totally get Zim's excitement for this one it's, it's, it's very unique in that sense it's not this is not a multiplayer game. Someone was asking in chat, like right. active player base or something. Um, Knock is uh, Knock is only just behind it because I think that Knock is an incredibly well polished, call it steel clone of a of a very popular game, Rocket League, um, which which they did with their own VR mechanics and is really fantastic. I like that game a lot. And as I said, uh, up until this point this year, that was that was my favorite, but uh, this knocked it out. Yeah, that was my that was my highlight. Rogue Ascent, my highlight too. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to a couple of people that gave uh, Super Chats. Arcanian in the Super Chat says, uh, I'll buy the show for $4.49 and donated exactly that much. So that's the highest bid to buy the show so far. Um, <laughs> Paradise Decay uh, with a £2 Super Chat, which is exactly the same price as Vampire Survivors. And he says, more garlic and steaks. <laughs> yeah, the garlic is awesome in Vampire Survivors. Oh, yeah. Right. So next up, fun fact. This guy is allergic to apples. No, not the fruit. I'm talking about iPhones and MacBooks. <laughs> He's team Android through and through. Everyone, make sure to shame him in the chat. It's the one and only rowdy guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Unless you're smart, of course, because then yeah, you'll I praise me. No, they're, they're going to be <laughs> Apple fanboys. I know it. I know it. Don't let me down, chat. I'm 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 doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I actually had the chance this week to uh, to play some uh, Cities VR. I don't Ooh, know if no. any of you have tried this out already, no, or yet. if we're gonna maybe talk about it a little bit later in the show. But I can maybe give like a little bit of my impressions. So first off, the the best part that I found was actually the um, the little intro screen that you get. Uh, because they they drop you into like this office, and you kind of feel like you're like this. 
I don't know, like this this construct, you work for this construct company or something, and you have this little desk in front of you. You have a window where you can look out to the city on the right side. And I really like that kind of intro kind of feeling and it made me feel like i was there you had some some birds uh, in, in the background that were like making some noise and stuff so it feel i felt really cool because i i i called my wife over and said you, you you gotta you gotta try this like just like put it on like say what you think and she's like um she put it on and she's like oh it looks like too real uh, i'm afraid to get lost in the metasphere, <laughs> the metasphere. <laughs> That, she's not really familiar that, with, that, that the, with, the, with the terms yet <laughs> register it yeah yeah which was a which was a but i mean it, it gave away a little bit like how how i felt in that and she described it actually very well that like it felt like i was there uh, which i thought was cool uh, the game itself um i had fun playing it but i was also a little bit like let down because i almost the entire time that i was playing the game i kind of felt like Oh, I wish I was playing this on a flat screen. It would be so much easier if I was playing this on a flat screen. <laughs> really? Wow. And that's, yes. Um, and I think the majority of it, they, they've done a lot of stuff right. Um, but what I'm missing, especially in like a management kind of game where you need to have like these kind of dashboards, you need to have an overview. You don't have that. And you, you can't pull that up on your controllers, but you need to go through several steps each time to like, for example, if you want to see your profits balance sheet, you know, on... on the screen when you play a management game you, you go to your your right top corner or your left top corner whatever you click on a button and you you see the the sheet but there you have to you have to go you have to press a button on your controller you have to drag it to the specific kind of uh, uh overview you want to go to then in that overview you need to use your left uh controller in order to try and find the right balance sheet and then you have to click again and then you will see the balance sheet um which is a like these kind of things feel cumbersome, especially like sometimes you like to have multiple things open at the same time, but that's not possible. For example, if you say, I want to see uh, how much income I need to generate in order for to optimize the amount of money that I spent on uh, electricity, for example, you want to optimize that and you want to see the electricity flow that you need and also see how much you spend on electricity that you can't really do that. You just need to remember it. You need to like, keep those like you know keep flipping back and forth from like different and, kind of things and the weird thing is like you would think that would be natural for vr right to have multiple windows open around you whilst you're managing the city but i yeah. guess we're hitting the limitations of the quest exactly. here yeah exactly and I, what i'm thinking is that this plays a little bit more like a like a god simulator than really like a like city management game or like where you have like for example if you play like any type of rts or if you play like XCOM or that's kind of things, you need a lot of information on your screen. You yeah. need some kind of like a dashboard or something seeing. And I, I don't really feel like, like it felt a little bit like I was playing a flat screen game. They've done the VR implementation well. I love the overview. I love like seeing the city grow and all those kind of things were right. But I missed the dashboard, which I think is essential for like a management kind of game like this but one. But I mean, uh, I mean, I'm no developer here. Spoiler. Uh, but uh, you could put it on your hand, for example, where there's a screen on the like the top part of your hand, and then you flip it, you see the other side, or have. I mean, there are some options there of what you could do, right? Uh, I mean, or maybe Wait, a hot. I mean, hot. I know this is kind of controversial, but I, maybe something there's yeah. like a fake like Google glasses mm -hmm. that you can wear, and then you see some more info, so you mm -hmm. can keep playing while seeing the <laughs> info you need. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure there are solutions to that. But um, like, I'm, I'm just saying like the thing that they implemented there, because you do get like overviews, of course, like, but you have mm. to go through quite a few operations in order to mm. get there, uh, which I find a little bit for a management kind of game. I mean, if you're just playing it for fun and you don't want to dive in deep and you don't care about these kind of things, then it doesn't matter that much. But if you're really want to like you know get the nitty-gritty down then mm. i think that's important especially yeah. for a game Brody, like this kind of like a widget system almost so that you can track key stats that you're focused on popping yeah, that out. almost yeah. like a, almost like the or, way windows does it like i want to see my yeah. cpu and ram but you're like i want to see how's my water and power supply doing and you know, how's my income versus expenses going on the city? So, of course, like, like I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not in any position to give any proper suggestions into what is possible. But with with these kind of things, I still think having like an overview of your city on like you know a, a, a table and then having like balance sheets or like you know documents that you pick up and you look at there and like these automate these automatically update and you can take like several of them and compare them or put them in front of you and then the city itself is more like like a like a Minecraft table that is happening in front of you. Like demio, like a demio table. Yeah, in yeah. In, in a way, yeah, yeah, in a way. So that was one part. Um, I still, like I said, I had fun playing the game, um, but those kind of things made it more complicated for me. I think uh, to play it. The thing that was the the biggest letdown was I think the visuals. The visuals are really. Um, I mean, it's blocky. It's really blocky. Uh, oh. Like, if, for example. Uh, sometimes there's like houses that are being built like and I was kind of I don't know maybe I was expecting more but like you can't like look inside the house it's just like a it's like a 2D kind of picture that is pasted on the window uh, of like a curtain and like a, a chair that is inside or something for the houses huh. which doesn't really feel alive really also the city didn't really feel alive to me um, in terms of like you know the, the animations like people walk back and forth but they don't really like go anywhere. Like I'm expected like that they that they have like a, when they go to, to work or they go to their job, I'm expecting mm -hmm. but what they kind of do is they, they walk to the end of the road and they walk back or they, they walk through cars. There's a lot of clipping, a lot of things popping up. Uh, the cars are very blocky as well. You can't really read, like for example, the businesses that they, that they come up. Uh, some of them have names uh, and you can sometimes read the name, but like what is, for example, written under there sometimes it's not readable, which is because the textures are so low. But it, this um, is, I think this is one of those games where they just can't hide anymore that the Quest 2 is kind of underpowered for this kind of like stuff, these kinds of genres. Because even in the trailer that they uploaded, a few trailers actually, you can see the same things that you described. So it's not even that they mm -hmm. can hide it. That's just mm -hmm. playing a game mm -hmm. like this on the quest. Yes. Yep. You know? That is very, very well possible. Or, I don't yeah. know. Maybe there is some room to improve it. Maybe yeah. there is. It can be way better than this. But we're talking about like a huge game for a very yeah. small headset. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is maybe why I said also, well, like I, I would have felt more comfortable playing this on a, on a flat screen. Because I don't feel like the VR aspect, even though it's cool, you know, like it's cool to see the city. But that's like the first five minutes. And then you're like, okay, now I need to do stuff. And that's when I feel like it's it's, it's more suitable for, for a flat game then. And, the way and that it's done now. This isn't on PC either, I don't think. So it's not like you can play it on PC to take advantage of like, uh, you know, higher end graphics. Power. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's weird. And, and like we've said before on previous shows, this isn't the only city builder that's launching in this kind of time oh, window right. we've also got little cities little cities um and it'll be interesting to see if you get to play little cities maybe over the next couple of weeks and see how you feel mm -hmm. in comparison because i think yeah. that's the big question on everyone's lips is like 
you know, are these games for different audiences? Uh, which yeah. ones I, have I, benefits? I do think so. Yeah. Like, like looking at the trailer, because I was expecting this, because I like management games. I, I, I mean, I love playing those kind of mm. things. Same for like RTS. Like I love when there's like a management element in there, like like Age of Empires. But I, I feel like this was more the one that was for me because there was more like a, a management aspect to it. Um, well, I, I have the feeling a little, like I haven't played it yet, but I have a feeling with Little City that's more like the, the arcade kind of style mm. of, of a city building, which is fine. Uh, I am definitely going to try that one and I'll try comparing it to uh, to my experience with yeah. with, uh, with, with uh, Cities VR. I haven't, I, like I haven't fully, like I'm not in a position to give like a proper review on the game because I still, I had fun with it and I played it for a couple of hours, but I haven't like gone like through every kind of setting that they have yet. Uh, uh, but I also I don't know if I if I will because uh, yeah. I I still feel like this game would would suit me better if it was just on a flat screen. I, I think that that's uh, that's a that's a fair amount of time to put into any VR game. Once once you're past a couple hours, you know what I mean. It's like mm. you know if, if it's for you or if it's just not ticking the boxes for you. And it's yeah. difficult to pushing through past that. I mean, take even if you pulled up Medal of Honor, right? But like there are some games that if you push past a certain point. Things do improve, but I, I got to mm. say it's tough. And I, I think in, in VR in particular, there's a comfort barrier almost. Um, you know, it's like it's tougher for me to sink three hours into a VR game that I'm not really jiving with than I am three hours on a, a flat game where you're kind of like, oh, mm. I can just kind of yeah. sit back yeah. and turn my brain I, off yeah. and listen to music or something else at the same time. I think the interesting thing is going to be here between those two games because they are competing indirectly is that Cities VR is based on a popular franchise, so they had to kind of copy, paste things, put it into VR, and try to make it work. Where, uh, uh, so that's Cities VR, and then Little City is like, well, it's also built from the ground up for VR, but it's their own spin to a genre mm-hmm. that already exists. So I, I yep. there, but the, I think this is good news in a way because that makes like there's some space for Endreams to maybe show that they. Maybe you can do UI stuff better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I think one thing to note as well, like if you're a, a, an original Quest user, I think Little Cities is the only one that you can play on the original Quest, whereas uh, right, Cities VR right. is only Quest 2. So <laughs> yeah. that's uh, something to uh, keep in mind. But yeah, definitely interested to uh, hear your thoughts on a comparison between the two if you get time to play uh, Little Cities in the next couple of weeks. Rather. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, nice uh, little sort of first uh, impressions there appreciate it also we seem to have divided the chat by the way with the comment <laughs> about uh, android and apple uh sort of 50 50 <laughs> split i would say we've even got two super chats uh that are sort of Seems like, like we have at least half an intelligent audience <sighs> cheerleaders on both sides though we've got bluebell with the uh, five dollar super chat saying apple for the win and then we've got adam with five british pounds saying team android and in conversion, five British pounds is actually yes. worth more than five US dollars. So yeah. Team Android, I'm afraid, uh, sort but of... That makes sense because people who bought an Android, they still have money out. to spend on a podcast. Isn't this show also kind of cut in half? Because I think Mike and I are more on the Apple side. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are yeah. not... Yeah, yeah, Zim, I converted, yeah. I'm, Zim, I'm running Zim went over plus. to the dark side. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. That's right. Um, but what about the chat? What have they been up to? Have they been playing anything cool over the last couple of weeks? Uh, or have yeah, I kind so of like have, messed uh, up the chat a little bit? No, no, no. Yeah, okay. they, they have been playing Apple stuff and Android stuff. No, uh, they have been uh, uh, diving into, uh, well, Wado UK, for example, has been diving into uh, Elite Dangerous, <clears throat> lots of Elite Dangerous, and a little bit, tiny bit of Assetto Corsa. Just to kind of please Zim, I guess, Jim. Um, then uh, we have Darsh Angel 3, 
has been hanging out in Neos, uh, listening to uh, a lot of songs. So yeah, that sounds kind of chill. Uh, we have Arrow who has been playing Walkabout, Mini Golf, Rec Room, and the big screen. There's always someone who's playing Rec Room. I'm very proud of you. Uh, then we have uh, <laughs> My Sheiks. Uh, who finally uh, went back to Red Matter after seeing the announcement of Red Matter 2. Smart. I think that's great news oh, for nice. people. Yeah. Like, I think I think now suddenly people discovered that there was actually a first Red Matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, right. and then, a good uh, one. Worth going back to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that that's about it. That's that's nice. all I could really find. The rest is all discussions about Apple <laughs> and uh, things, you know. Uh, we got some more as well. DIY VR channel says uh, Dirt 2.0. Bluebell says Wanderer. Butter oh, says yeah. Resident Evil 4 Mercenaries mode. So yeah, mm. quite a diverse mix of stuff people are playing there. Nice. Um, so let's kick off uh, and get into the news then. Uh, and we're going to start it off with a really strange one today. <laughs> so uh, oh. prepare yourself for this. I love it. Uh, because a group uh, from Carnegie Mellon University in Pennsylvania in the US have been working Mellon? on adding... Yeah, Carnegie Mellon University. <laughs> Carnegie. called. Car- Carnegie, okay. is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Okay, yeah, yeah. apologies, Carnegie. apologies. Carnegie Mellon University, Pennsylvania, in the US. Uh, they've been working on adding haptic feedback to VR headsets that you feel <laughs> in and around your mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, you ready for this? So yeah. with this tech, you'll be able to feel a kiss in VR, amongst Ooh. other sensations. Uh, I feel like we need to get Nathy back into uh, Alien Makeout Simulator again to, uh, to, to <laughs> test, to do this. test this, this, this tech, this. you know, to, its, to, to really are, see people if People are going to believe this, but you actually do. You, you kiss like this multi-headed tentacle alien tell with us, lips tell at us, the Nathie, end of Tell us, the, tell us the history of yeah, VR. Okay, give, so, give us a history lesson. Okay, so so before VR went consumer, I had a, what was it? Uh, I think it was a DK2. Yeah, because it was positional tracked. Otherwise, it yep. would be able to kiss the alien like that. <laughs> and he had like this, this tall alien and it had like mouths everywhere. And then you could kiss it. And then this song would play. I don't remember. It's a famous song that is very romantic. And that was the whole game. It was like a demo. Uh, that, that was the stuff you played back then. There was yeah. nothing else to play. <laughs> the most know? exciting yeah. thing about that was the fact that you could play from either the male or the female. Uh, alien side yeah you can get both experiences i mean i gotta say i had to roll both ways so so this 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 would totally they should really bring this back for this new tech yeah they should uh, tell us more about works great Um, with the 2020 2022 audience (laughs) 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 so yeah i i feel like you know we could we could bring that back but anyway apparently the the reason why they went for the mouth um to provide uh, haptic feedback is that apparently it's a close second uh in tactile sensitivity behind the fingertips so they kind of wanted to get the the most bang for their buck if uh, you know what i mean uh so this group were able to achieve mouth haptics by developing a thin compact beam forming array of ultrasonic transducers which is attached to the underside of the quest 2 i think rowdy's probably shown a little clip so we can see what it looks like I think Rowdy's building's on fire, maybe. Yeah, I think it's the fire alarm that's going off at the moment. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, let us know if you need to escape, Rowdy. Yeah, they're, we... they're doing they're doing tests, so I, I don't think I need to run yet. But uh, okay, it might, maybe I should try and find a way to mute myself. Yeah, if you're listening to the audio version, you won't hear anything. It'd be like seamlessly, nothing ever happened. Um, but yeah, these beam-forming array of ultrasonic uh, transducers can render haptics onto the mouth using acoustic energy. So uh, I don't know if Rowdy's uh, alarm is still going off, but maybe he can explain how, how this works. I was kind of kind of thinking with acoustic energy that it's kind of like, do you know when you kind of stand next to a speaker in a nightclub and you can kind of feel the bass through your body? I kind of feel like acoustic energy is that 
Am I right in, in that assumption? Yes. Wait, uh, let me just figure this. Yeah. All right. So with acoustics is basically, I mean, as far as, I mean, I'm, not, I'm no expert on this, but as far as I know, acoustics is actually vibrations of air. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how our sound reproduces itself by, by causing uh, uh, air to move at a, yep. at a, in a certain position. So I'm assuming that uh, by using that, that specific kind of, what, is it ultrasound that they're using? Or um, they sound? say beam forming array of ultrasonic transducers. So transducers kind of is like yeah. like a like, yeah, uh, and when they say acoustic energy, that's kind of what gave me the idea that it was that kind of right, feeling. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So they're all so, uh, they're all doing that. Yeah, mm. and, it, and when it comes Indeed. together, just like the, there's an array in Alaska that's used by the U.S. government to knock uh, missiles out of the sky by pointing a bunch of energy into one single focal point. Similar mm -hmm. similar thing mm -hmm. on this, right? So yeah. they're just focusing on same thing as when you're trying to beat cancer, <clears throat> just you know. Put it all into one spot and they're using that to touch your lips which is really interesting yeah yep. apparently with this tech they can provide a range of effects um such as point pulses swipes and persistent vibrations uh, which can be felt on the lips teeth and tongue <laughs> so this technology can be used just on the uh, just on the head or anywhere else in the body They've only shown it on the head so far, so don't get any uh, ideas. Like this is only first base. Zim is already thinking like yeah, third Zim base. Is yeah. Zim who's doing this. We've home run already on my head. <laughs> <laughs> so some examples that they provided where they've kind of demoed this tech. Some of them are quite nice. So a kiss, for example, you could maybe feel that. Sounds great. I'm sure VR chat users are rejoicing. <laughs> um, some will be over the moon with this technology coming. Um, others aren't so nice, as in their demo video, uh, I don't know if Brad is showing this, but they, they showed a spider jumping up in a kind of woodland scene up at the player's face and the legs kind of like flipping around and you, they could feel the sensations on their lips. And I'm, I'm sorry, but at that point, I would probably have a heart attack because... I hate spiders in VR as it is. Like, yeah, why, why are they doing that? But, why? But feeling them on my face and lips, no way. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. But it's so specific. Who wants to do that? Well, I think these were just kind of I use cases to kind of demonstrate the technology. So yeah, yeah, kissing I, and I think spiders it's smart jumping to do at your that face. Because uh, indeed, for like a horror concept, there is like, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of potential of like that before it it, it enters you, your view that you feel oh, something no, no, on no, your no, face. No, it's not good. Well, not they were good. saying that before you before you meet the spider, you walk through webs, and they were saying that the, they were using like uh, swipe sensations, so you can almost feel like the web swiping across your mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. What yeah, I want to really know is is there a benefit from this? So they use ultrasonics. Anyone who's been to the dentist in the last fifteen <clears> years, right? They use ultrasonics now to you know clean teeth. Is there a knock-on benefit while you're while you're getting you know your lips rubbed by spider hairy spider legs that you're actually getting knocking away plaque off your teeth at the same time? It could have a, sadly, be a sadly, point. sadly, not. I don't think so. Although they did have a demo where you're brushing your teeth and you know you show your teeth and like I say, you can feel these sensations on your teeth as well. And they were using the swiping sensation of a toothbrush running across your teeth. So I'm, t I'm, I'm telling you, there's a knockout effect there. It, what are these, I'm counting it now, right? Within the next twenty years, we're going to have. <laughs> facial arrays that allow you not only to feel things, but they just automatically clean your teeth while you're VRing. Wow. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, might... that Pucho An machine where it kind of like feeds you uh, sweets. You know, <laughs> the, 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 the arm. Um, yeah, 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 it also yeah, reminds yeah. me of the, the, what was the smell one? Was it the feel real? Feel real. Smell of vision. 
Yeah, I was like, like when you were talking about this, I was like, how does this work mm. in Beat Saber again? Because it's always Beat Saber that they they advertise with. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. You can feel. You're asking how does the Beat Saber? Well, if you ever decide you wanted to, you know, uh, <laughs> like a popsicle stick, gum on a lightsaber. Now this popsicle. is going to be able to <laughs> give you that feeling. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought this was kind of like uh, a bit fun, a bit interesting, a bit quirky. So Weird. I thought we'd mention yeah. it on the show. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely all down for this company just sending it to to Nathy just to try that that alien makeout <laughs> simulator experience once again and give us his feedback exactly. on the show. Yeah, uh, but yeah, main goal. This uh, this obviously isn't like a like a retail product. This is just a research project no, right now. No, it's not. No, this is just a research project. Oh, I was like, it's going to launch with the, with the new quest or something. It was like, no, no, uh, no. you know, bubble. Like, they would, they would have to His work bubble. on like, uh, you know, stripping this down. It looked quite bulky and cumbersome in its current yeah, but state. How, like, I, I wonder how is that going to work? If you have, let's say the, the mouth tracker from HTC, then you have this thing, then you have the, yeah. the smell thing. How are you going to put that all into one thing and not well, make it like, someone just it's... needs to combine all these products together in one product. Yeah, that's, and they'll be, that's going to be crazy. It's going to, happen rich. at yeah. some point i'm yeah. probably dead by then but uh sure. who knows that's who knows? basically what what paul malucky <laughs> did with the first vr headset right so uh oh, sampler 19 in this in in the chat says they should call it kiss link <laughs> <laughs> they should call it first base they should call it first base that's a genius name well done well done rowdy yeah so that is uh, a little bit of technology that you can feel a kiss in virtual reality or a spider's legs wriggling around on your face which isn't so nice Thought I'd share it with you all. So now let's talk about games because we've got loads and loads of games coming oh, soon finally. to the Quest 2. And I do mean Quest 2 because most of these games won't <laughs> be coming to the Quest 1, sadly. Or, uh, or PC. Right? Some some of them well, are coming to PC. I'll let you know which ones are coming to both. Um, but yeah, more games are coming to Quest and PC than Quest and Quest And, and PlayStation. 2. Also some, some are coming to PlayStation as well. But most of these were announced during the Meta Gaming Showcase. So if you missed yeah. that, uh, it took place on the 20th of April and was hosted again by Ruth Bram, the ARVR executive producer at Meta. I think she did an excellent job hosting the showcase, by the way. This is the second time she's done the, uh, the gaming showcase. thought she did a really good job of it. And for the most part, I was really happy with the showcase. What about you before we dive into the games? Sort of out of 10, would you, how would you rate this one? Hmm. I mean, um, it was better than last year. Yeah, it okay. was like last yeah. year's was probably like a four or a five. And um, I would say this was a seven. I would so say it was, seven. It was solid. It was kind of like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Ra Rowdy, Rowdy, you, 10 out of yeah. 10? Would what you go? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's just a showcase, right? Not the not the games per se. That no, were, just just, that were just the presentation, like and yeah. the quality no, of the no, games yeah, and experiences. Sure. Yeah. 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 You were happy with it. Seven? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so just a, a caveat. All the games shown during the showcase were stated to be releasing in the next 12 months. Um, that could explain why we didn't see some titles. Uh, other big titles were kind of, um, they didn't show during the event. Uh, but we'll talk about those titles a little bit at the end of the segment. So GTA. Just labor on that point just one. for a minute. I saw a lot of confusion over that. And I think people were understanding, oh, right, stuff is going to be out for Christmas. They said 12 months. which They means said 12 months. Through, through quarter one next year, which gives them a split gate. Yeah, so, so be careful. So what I found very fascinating, and I was very happy, one of my highlights actually, was that there was a disclaimer at the start saying all of that. Yeah. There was a whole list of things. I, I don't remember all of it anymore, but yeah, that, that was one of the things, the 12-month thing. But yeah. I'm happy they did that. They should have done that last year too, mm. because then you can set the right expectations for 100%. everyone. 100%, yeah, no. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. Also, uh, another caveat is a lot of the footage in the trailers is from the PC versions of these games, and they don't necessarily represent what they will look like on Quest. They didn't give that disclaimer, which I think we should, but they did it. That's how that's how good the Quest recording tools are. Oh God, don't get me started. Yeah, but with those disclaimers yeah, okay. out of the way, let's get into the games because the first one I want to talk about is Among Us. Um, you know, it was a hugely popular game, uh, especially during sort of COVID uh, times when you know everyone was at home. And you know oh, this, yeah. this amazing online social game was there where players could use deceit and deception to sort of uh, outsmart other players and survive. Um, that game's coming to Quest 2 and Steam later this year. We as a team played Among Us in VR. Uh, I don't think we've... Has any of you actually played it flat? I've, I've only ever played it in VR, so I've never played I it flat. Have, yeah, I've played the original. My kids love it. We play okay. it together a lot. Do you yeah, still play it now? Because the hype's kind of died from that game a little bit. Yeah, that, that's what I thought as well. Like, uh, you know, although it's nice that it comes out now, like it feels again like it's a bit, you know, running late. after the facts. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not that enticed to like... I've already tried it in VR. I thought the VR chat experience was great how they've done it. Um, I I don't I don't really see a reason of still bringing this out to VR right now. Mm. Uh, it's, it, the thing is, it's it's one of those formulas that I think is a classic formula, and if you played it and you enjoy that, um, it'll still be enjoyable five years from now. So I, I don't think the timing is is as big an issue. Um, I actually think that it's smart for them to pace it out all the way till December, I suppose, when it's going yeah. to launch. I think as well with this game, it might just give it a second lease of life because like you say, the hype has died down a little bit, but you know, VR leverages social experiences really well. Like, you know, mm. they're, they're better enjoyed, I think in VR because you get to see, you know, your friends uh, gestures a little bit more and you feel more present uh, in the experience. So well, I think it will definitely add something being in yeah. VR, but yeah. I, I, think- wouldn't, I wouldn't underestimate this because just remember like with Five Nights at Freddy's, you know how long it took before Five Nights at Freddy's VR game came True. and then all the kids were super excited about it. True. Um, and they probably have never played the PC uh, VR version on uh, VR chat. So yeah, I think it's still going to work. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's quite late, so it, it's a little bit of a gamble. Yeah. But I think there's an it's audience. For, it's for me, not for everyone, for me you know? personally, it's not really the, the thing I'm waiting for anymore. Well, that's fair. But like, no. the concern that I have is the financial model. Like, that's <laughs> it, right? Because it's a multiplayer game. Um, you know, the, the PC game, when it dropped, was a couple of bucks. It was super cheap, right? And there were certain platforms where you could play it for free. Mobile, for yeah. example. And then they sold in-game like packs similar to like an, a Gorilla Tag model Cosmetics. where you could support if you wanted, but you got the base game for free. I am praying that they adopt that model because I know free-to-play is evil and all that kind of thing, but um, if you charge even a tenner for the game, you're talk- it's going to be empty lobbies, I fear. And, and Shell Games appear to be yeah. putting a lot of effort into this. I really love their aesthetic. I love the way they, um, they're making there the game look in the trailers. Right but you are right as well, yeah, Zim, in yeah. that, you know, you need up to 10 players uh, for a full game. That's a lot of people. Um, so, Especially to be putting on VR headsets, right? This is not something you're just flicking on your phone open on the, on the bus <clears> home. Like this is... Well, listen, listen. This I think the problem here is is that it's going to release, launch uh, around the holiday season, right? Or at the holiday. So then you have December or like, let's say October, November, December. People are playing a lot of the games because they buy their headsets. It's all new. But then January, February, then it goes down. And then we'll see if there are still enough people playing. And I think around the holiday season, you 
can play this game easily with people. But then after that, the longevity of this game, I do wonder about. I don't know if it's gonna be. Then there's already something new, a new multiplayer game again. You know, so maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it is coming to both Quest Two and Steam. So hopefully, with cross-play support, yeah. you know, it'll help. And no PlayStation, uh, surprisingly. Well, uh, it's they they hinted that it might be coming to PlayStation VR two, but of course. The headset's yeah. been delayed. No, but I'm saying the original right now. The original PlayStation oh, no, no, no. is not, not a, coming to PC, PSVR, no. original PSVR, so, no. Yeah. But they hinted at PSVR I did want to say one too. thing that's a little bit um, maybe dramatic, but I would lo- I, I, it would be very difficult to develop a, 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 an experience that would look good. But if they could cross-platform it in a way that you had a character who was even less well-animated wandering around the cabin and stuff, I can imagine it, right? Where you would connect with flat games as an option yeah. to kind of help boost it up. Uh, that would it be meant super that smart. Then if the lobbies were dead, yeah. you would be able to connect into games that... We had this, for example, once in Poker VR back in the day, where initially it was a Rift game with a small population, and then Gear VR came along, and oh. all of a sudden you had 10 times the players, but they didn't have all of the hands and all this kind of right. stuff. They were just a floating head with, with no positional tracking. Right. And so there was a disconnect between the fidelity of the characters from someone who was on Rift versus someone who was on Gear. And I think in yeah. reverse, you could do that with Among Us, and if they did it, it might save the day for them because then someone who buys Among Us 12 months after it releases, you know, yeah. then would still yeah. be able to get into a game with other people. Good idea. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, another, an, go on. Uh, like another thing that could maybe save this game is that, so you, we all know that they're uh, working on re-designing uh, the quest in terms of its like logos and stuff, right? There's now like a meta logo on the front. We haven't really seen what they're going to do with the box. They'll probably put some new games on the back of the box and I wouldn't be surprised they're going to slap Among Us on it. So every time someone buys one, they see Among Us and they'll... There from, is an incentive to buy it. Box from is what out, I've right? seen, yeah, the box is yeah. already out, and I think they just used the same games oh, from the original box. Oh, it's the same games? They didn't, they, so, they yeah. didn't redesign oh, okay. it. Yeah, okay. I, know, I think that's a missed opportunity in oh, my opinion. Wow, my okay. Because yeah. um, it would also help to visibly like, upgrade yeah, the box. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. I, was like, like, yeah, I don't know why they yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, but no, okay. I, I think, you know, as, as a group, uh, you know, with all our sort of VR creator buddies, I think we're all looking forward to jumping in and playing this one together and yeah. seeing how it goes. And it's going to be a system seller. It's going to be a system seller because this is for the youngsters, Mm. And that's great. I think a lot of kids are going to buy a headset again because of this kind of stuff. And uh, Among Us has already been shown in uh, Cosmonius High, so they're also doing cross promotions. Oh, cool. in that I didn't sense. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like like a hidden oh. secret where you can find Among Us characters in Cosmonius that's High. Smart. So <laughs> they're already doing some marketing here and there. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's still going to be a hype, but not as big as of a hype yeah. as it would have been two years ago. It'd be interesting to watch, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah. that is Among Us. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Retribution. Uh, this is a standalone sequel to the well-received original Saints and Sinners from Skydance Interactive. Uh, this time you'll be back into the shoes of The Tourist, which is the character you played in the original game, and you're back in New Orleans as well. Uh, it does look like, though, this time around you've got this character kind of known as the Axeman hunting you down and apparently he's kind of after payback uh, for some of the actions that you did in the original game uh, even ones mm. that m- may have been out of your control so that's kind of cool that you know this guy is after revenge and, and my mm. kind of feeling about this character especially you, you saw like a couple of seconds of him in the trailer He's yeah, got this the man like, with the shopping uh, bag on his head. He's got this like full armor on like really beefy <laughs> armor like, yeah. like a, almost like a tank type bomb disposal 
type suit on with this axe. Um, he looks really threatening, and he kind of reminds me of like the Mister X character or like the Nemesis that oh was in like God, Resident Evil. That, that he'll be constantly like a lurking <laughs> threat in the background that you might not be able to take down at the beginning and you just have to kind of avoid and then maybe you might be able to take him down later on in the game but that's just my guess but i think that would be a really cool mechanic that we might not have necessarily seen in vr before but has worked Where he's well in like showing up from time to time and then you have to kind yeah, of exactly. you know, escape from him yeah, yeah i okay. think i think that would be really cool um yeah Another thing that they showed in the trailer was the the new weapon, which is the chainsaw. Um, the clip uh, that they showed made it look awesome, I think, personally, because you have to kind of like prime the chainsaw by pulling the cord and, and starting it up. And, you know, chainsaws in, in, in games are just awesome. Like, you know, yeah. Doom, for example, and Gears of War, they did chainsaws really well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be uh, to be breaking out the chainsaw in Retribution. Re Resident Evil 7, it was fun. It was a good one. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it's It's... Anything, any Saints and Sinners for me is like, is good. Um, I, the yeah, thing I want, so and I know that they've teased and they've hinted, but I don't know, but if they bring us co-op, I don't care what's in the game, man. That's just going to be amazing <sighs> to play. Co-op. Yeah. They've been adding a lot to that game, the original. I jumped back in it just recently and it still holds up really well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with the Aftershocks update, um, you know, they've been adding a lot of content to that game. So if you've uh, not played yeah. it for a while, definitely go back and check it out because I think you know, the story of Retribution is going to carry on directly from the original. So, you know, if you want to get up to date with the story, go check it out. But that's yeah, it. I just it actually, yet. yeah. Mm -hmm. Are well, the story choices that you made in the first one at all going to link into the second? I would have loved, they probably can't, right? They By probably the, can't. Perspective. No. Because it's going to be so niche, the number of people who played and finished the first game and had a save file and haven't wiped their quest, you know, what, and, what, and, and. Is it like the Telltale you? games? You remember when it remembered all your previous decisions? That's exactly it. I, yeah. I, and I always yeah. hearken what, to what a Telltale do game. Is, That's what it feels uh, like. What you could do with that is like what, what Dragon Age did. Uh, they they usually like before you start the game, you get like a summary of the story and you make those choices decisions. that you make there. Yeah. You make them again. Yeah. Uh, so that's a way that you could like, you know, kind of bring it over for everyone. They also did that with that's the fun. Telltale games as well if you didn't pre play previous episodes. Right. Yeah, right. yeah they yeah. should do that. Yeah, like like, like this, the fast forward, right? Yeah, that it's could be interesting. Yeah, it's it's still it's still amazing to me that Skydance is one of the most important uh, VR devs now. Well, but, yeah, the, the start it. wasn't like like the like what they made at first was. I mean, uh, what's the game called again? Uh, the, the Mac game. Yeah, and then they made the multiplayer that wasn't that great, but now they're like really killing it. It's yeah. it's crazy what they're pulling off here. Yeah, super impressive. Um, that's going to yeah. be dropping Q4, so end of this year on both Quest and right. Steam. So definitely one to look forward to. Um, Cities VR was another one, um, but we talked about that a little bit earlier on in the show, so I'll kind of skip past that one. Um, I'll go straight into one of the highlights of the show, I think, uh, and that was Bone Lab from Stress Level Zero. Oh, yeah. Obviously, prior to the announcement, we knew that there was a game in the works from Stress Level Zero under the codename Project 4, but it had been really quiet for, like, a couple of years, and we wasn't really sure where the project was going. Uh, but now they finally announced it as, a, you know, official game coming out called Bone Lab. Apparently, it's a sequel to Boneworks, where you're this kind of, like, outcast character who's, like, sentenced to death. You manage to escape that, and you see that in the trailer with like the, the noose hanging in front of them, and you kind of like um, venture out and find this like mysterious underground lab. What's uh, cool about Bone Lab and something you know that that Quest uses love is like the the physics based combat. You know that's why Blade and Sorcery did so well on Quest because you know the the younger generation they and and the older generation to be fair love these kind of like fun physics based combat games, and I think um, you know it's a surefire hit 
uh, for Quest, uh, Bone Lab launching on this. Yeah, looks 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 fantastic. I mean, obviously that's again PC VR capture, but yeah, um, I like the first one. Uh, I really look forward to going back to that universe and just. Yeah. Trying some more. Yeah, for me. I mean, the, 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 the big part here is that it comes with mods. And I think exactly. that's what's going to really keep this. Mm-hmm. If they didn't do that, then it would be like, okay, we played it once, fine. But this is going to really keep it alive for a long time. And I think that that's I do the hope thing. there's more of like a like a storyline in there this time. That this, it feels more mm-hmm. like a like a story game rather than like a sandbox that you experiment in. But if you, if you watch the trailer, it starts with kind of like a story where you have to play through some stuff. It's kind of like the tutorial to learn you how the mechanics work and then you get into this kind of the lab kind of vibe where it's this factory yeah. where you can choose different things you want to do where yeah. you know want that, that, that makes thing, me or... doubt that a little bit if it's like really like a full-on story or it's more like uh... well with mods people can create their own stories but i get what you mean like mm-hmm. uh, it could have like the i think it's good that they kind of went linear at the start because mm-hmm. then no one gets lost i think they really learned from the pc uh, game you know from boneworks so I think they did improve on that. And I, I just like that they took their time with this. You know, they yeah. weren't in a hurry at all. Um, and, they, and they're like, they're showing PC VR because as far as I know, Brandon loves PC VR. I mean, he does it on the Quest because, you know, it's a popular platform. But this guy is like, as far as I know, PC, PC VR master race all the way. Yeah. For me, like the, the story of the original Boneworks game was kind of lost on me. I didn't really enjoy the story that much, but I just loved the the. The, the combat, the, the weapon handling, I thought that was all like phenomenal, mm-hmm. really great. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Like you rightly said about mods, um, they're supporting mods in the terms of user-generated levels. So that's going to be kind of interesting. But also one of the most unique things which I saw on the store page listing was that you're going you're to be able to import custom avatars, which not only change how you look, but also change your physical uh, attributions as a character in the game. Um, so, oh. you know, you could... You could have like a a big sort of like tank type character that maybe has more armor and that gives you better stats in game. I don't know how this is all going to work. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe if this is kind of like uh, you have to predetermine these stats <laughs> when you create these avatars and list them on like Nexus website or whatever. It's gets to be baby yoga. <laughs> I know I know I know how this is gonna go. People are gonna play Spider-Man again. They're just gonna like like sure. Bonework Spider-Man. Woo! Sure. Bone Lab um, Spider-Man. But it, but it's unique and I, I think uh, it's yeah. gonna be really interesting to see how that all plays out and how they manage that. Uh, because you know with Blade and Sorcery that was one of the first games on Quest that we saw that supported mods. Um, so this is another game that kind of adds that. And and I think, you know, with the original Boneworks, when, when it originally released, we were talking about, is this going to get like um, Steam Workshop support? Because, you know, to add the longevity to the game and people can use the engine because the engine for me was so special. And like you say, create their own stories. And we've seen that now with Half-Life Alex with the workshop, you know, phenomenal mods with um, the Bioshock Return to Rapture and Gunman Contracts. And it, like yep. you say, it just, it keeps people playing these games and coming back for more. So I think adding mod support for Bone Lab but, is going to be super smart for them. But will, yep. will Meta allow mods like we see them on Steam? Well, with, with Blade and Sorcery, like I said, they allow that. And you have, it's a similar process in that you still need to download the mods on PC and then connect your, your, your Quest 2 to a PC and then transfer them across. But they're, they're dedicated mods made for the Quest 2 version of Blade and Sorcery. And I imagine we'll see the same again. I was more talking about like copyrighted material. That's, that's kind of like... Well, the thing is we saw lightsabers in, in Blade and Sorcery, which you could argue is copyrighted material. So who, right, who we'll knows? See. 
Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, excited for Bo uh, for Bone Lab. I think it was probably one of the most, uh, you know, it was the title that most people were excited about out of the show. I, I think sure. I think this is a great game to have because it's it's like a lot of the games that you see in these showcases are for people to play around the holiday season who start playing VR. So they're they're kind of cool, but they're not nothing new necessarily. But this mm. is kind of like if you are invested into the platform for a while. And this is the stuff you want to play, you know, the kind of like PC VR vibe yeah. uh, game. And, th and this one they, they've said is coming later this year. So we're likely to experience this one around Christmas time, I would imagine. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to this. One of the things about the showcase that kind of disappointed me a little bit was that there wasn't much in the way of, oh, you can play this now or this is coming next month. You know, I felt like there were, in the short term part, it was a little bit of a letdown. But the long game, it's like, yeah. okay. There was one though. There was one, yeah, which was Resident bro. Evil Mercenaries mode. So maybe I should, I should mention. <laughs> Always that. looking for a segue, aren't we, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> that was a smooth one. Thank you. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I, I love it when companies do that as well. You know, Apple events or bit, these big tech events, and they say, "Oh, and you can pre-order it right now." I think it's super smart, and like yeah. you say, it gets people excited, and I think it's a really smart move uh, and that's exactly what they did with the mercenaries mode for for resident evil 4 so now you can kind of jump in uh, they're, they're kind of like a series of levels and challenges you've got levels where you have to basically kill as many enemies as you can before the helicopter extraction arrives so you've kind of got this like time limit ticking over mm. and you can increase the time by uh, picking up time sort of um, pick me ups and then killing enemies also adds to your time as well um you get tons of rewards for completing these challenges and timed missions. You get like uh, new character skins and, and weapon unlocks, which you can then carry over into the main story campaign, uh, which I think is really smart oh, if you want to start yeah, off cool. again. So, uh, you know, it's a free update. There's uh, now a good reason to go back if you've already finished the game, go and play it some more and get some more content and out of it. And I do have to give them credits for the fact they, they timed this well, where you had, for example, the Jurassic World game where you had to wait ages for, let's say, more content with oh, this. Yeah. It's it's just like, yeah, it's it's just well-timed. There, there is yeah, what content. you're saying, Nathan, is people will have bought, bought into uh, mm. Resident Evil, picked up the game. They've had enough months now, kind of four or five months to kind of complete. Yeah, now they're, now yeah. they're landing with something pretty heavy. I, I agree mm. with you on timing. There, there is a couple more um, DLC packs that they could add. Um, there was a pack, for example, where you play as Ada Wong, which is one of the characters you meet as Leon Kennedy in the game, and you, you see it play out from her perspective. Um, so there is more that they could add to the game, whether they'll do that or not, or whether it'll be free. Uh, we don't know, I, but Mercenaries <laughs> so. mode is pretty cool that it's free yeah. anyway. They, they have they put so much money into this game, I wouldn't be surprised if all the DLCs will drop on this one. Yeah. But yeah, so moving on from Mercenaries, the one I really uh, want to talk about and the one that I got personally really excited for was Red Matter 2 because we knew that Vertical Robot were going to announce a new game at the showcase, but we didn't know what it was. And uh, I think it's awesome that Red Matter is going to get a sequel. Um, and as we all know, we, we were big advocates of the original game. It was one of the best looking games that launched on Quest um, and also one of the best games when it came to interactions with the, the virtual environment because the feeling that you got in Red Matter of using those little pincer controllers mm. to interact with like levers and doors Amazing. And, and, and valves. They, they yeah. really felt like they had weight to them, which was super impressive. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the sequel. But the thing, it's the it's, thing it's, about it's those... hidden gem, right? Kind of. Totally a hidden gem. Totally a hidden gem, yeah. More people should definitely play Red Matter, yeah. The, things, the thing about those pincer controllers is you, like they're, they're kind of like crab hands, right? Like three-pronged crab hands, um, is that because 
because you, at the, at the time, you didn't have a mechanism, we didn't have an index and that type of thing at the time to actually put your physical hands on something. Because they stepped your hands away from the control, and then you're, you're grabbing a controller in the game that's grabbing a handle or a turn, it just yeah. felt Natural. genuine. Like it felt like, oh, yeah. I'm actually doing this. And yeah. it, I was really, I'm really surprised that other, other IPs didn't steal that idea. Because yeah. yeah, it was genius. There's almost I don't I can't think of another one now. Can you guys remember, think of one that's used the same mechanic? No. Well, no. I mean, static kind of does something similar by gluing your you hands together necessary. and duct taping yeah. them. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but you don't see them, and I think what yeah. Zim is showing, you see yeah. the representation of the controller in the game as well, which yeah. is really smart. And the pincers come out of the controller. So what you're saying, yeah, someone could beautiful. still technically make a AstroBot type of uh, game, like there's something coming out of your controller, some little robot buddies. I like that. I like that. I, I still, <laughs> yeah, I still remember. Awesome. I think the only game that did it in reverse was, um, oh, the dinosaur game, uh, Robinson: The Journey, where mm-hmm. you had controllers right. and you're like, oh, good, I'm going to be able to use this, and they were completely useless. They were just like the models sitting in there, and you thought, "Oh, wow. oh, they did do that." What's that? Yeah, so they they did they did put the controllers in the game, but they weren't as useful. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were basically just dead models. Like you couldn't you couldn't yep. interact with them in that in that way. But, Weird. Um, I, I, I'm really curious to see how they've evolved because when they came out, it was like this is incredible that this is technically even possible. Yeah. This yeah. level yeah. of fidelity on Quest, it was really pe- amazing, and and it it and sounds the like what they've done is. They've taken those accolades, and if you get that accolade as a developer, you're like, oh, I'm boosted now. Now I've got to be top class in the next one. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you this one is going to be a treat for the eyes to say what Navy normally says. <laughs> you know? But in my, they're, already, um, they're already saying that it's going to be like one of the best-looking games on Quest 2. Yeah. So, in my opinion, it. this was the I best trailer that of the whole showcase the music in it was amazing the mm-hmm. the way they like recorded certain scenes you can just see they have an eye for what their yeah. game is you know and uh yeah no i'm i'm very very excited yeah for, for me as one. well like yeah. i i just remember yeah. from the first game as well like like the sound design that they did for that game was, yeah, was yeah, also yeah. brilliant that that eerie atmosphere and like the, 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 like the clunkiness of the facility that you're in, like it, it, like the sound design was just great there. I just hope yeah. we can uh, record it because last time I wanted to, but I couldn't because it was too chunky for the quest. <sighs> That's true. Uh, we're hitting we're hitting that sort of ceiling yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of performance on Quest Two. But um, if you're interested in this game, definitely go and check out the original because yeah, the story will follow on from the original game. So uh, if you missed it, now's a good time to go and catch up. So that's Red Matter 2. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest surprises from the showcase, I think, was Ghostbusters coming to the Quest 2 yeah. with Ghostbusters VR. Uh, in this new game, you're going to be uh, starting off a brand new team uh, in a new headquarters located in San Francisco. You're going to be taking on ghosts, either solo or with up to four players uh, playing cooperatively online. And the kind of like vibe it kind of gave me was like phas- Phasmophobia because, you know, we've played Phasmophobia as a team. <laughs> And I think, you know, that's a super fun game, by the way. You should definitely go and check it out if you're on PC VR. But what I always thought was weird with Phasmophobia was that you went in there as a team, you located the ghost or spirit, and you did all this research to kind of find out what kind of spirit it was. Mm. And then you're kind of like, oh, yeah, this one's a a banshee. Uh, Yeah, good luck with that, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Robinson. See you later. We're off. You know, you never actually deal with the problem. You never actually capture them. Yeah, Yeah, you never trap them or or exercise them from the house. (laughs) You you basically just tell them them what problem they have and then just leave them to it. It's just bizarre. (laughs) I just never Um, thought about it that way. It makes no sense. It's so strange. It's like, hey, bye. Yeah, good luck. (laughs) 
Um, but now, well, obviously, yeah. with this, you know, you're going to be working together with the proton packs and, like, hopefully, like, throwing traps down and stuff like that. I recently rewatched uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it, it got me, like, super buzzed for this game. So uh, I've got high hopes hopes for it. We, we have been let down with Ghostbusters VR games in the past, uh, which you should know about. Uh, Ghostbusters uh, hiring, Showdown and Ghostbusters Firehouse. Oh, is yeah. now hiring as now well? Now hiring is the, yeah, I think it was a, like there were two games or bundles and it was like chapter one, chapter two. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Um, I think they released on Steam and PSVR. They were both like 20 minute experiences yeah, rather than games, I would Sony, say. Uh, virtual virtual reality. Yeah. yeah. Both were pretty bad. I remember them both being pretty disappointing. But I think what really sort of got me hyped for this was knowing that End Dreams is behind the project. You know, End Dreams... They've got a great track record of uh, VR development. Um, So they know what they're doing in terms of making VR games. And I think with an IP like this, I think uh, it will be the Ghostbusters game that we all want it to be. Interestingly enough, those two bad games, the developer who made those is involved with this one. But I hope that Endreams is the the main dev here and that they just work with them. I hope it's not the other way around because that's only going (laughs) to... I don't know what's going to happen then. But I I, I think it's going to be like... Uh, that Sony Virtual Reality and Ghost Corps have the rights to the yeah, IP, if like you know what I mean, like and the use of it in VR. Semi-publisher so. kind of vibe thing. Yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, End Dreams know what they're doing. So, uh, but right now it's know, like I, I'm hyped. Fans. I'm hyped too uh, of what they showed. Uh, there is nothing to show yet. I, I think they just started working on it because it's a, a pure CGI trailer. Uh, mm. It just kind of gives you maybe the like a, an insight of what it could be like in VR. But right now it's not a much saying trailer at all. It's just like the, mm. I think the co-op aspect of this, that's where it's going to shine. I think they made a great decision to do that. I don't think, I mean, a single player would have worked too and would have been popular, but I mean, VR needs more multiplayer and this kind of stuff lends itself for yeah. that. You know, I, I hope it's going to be, I hope it's going to be a long game too, because End Dreams is kind of known for the, I mean, they're not short, short, but they're also not long, long. So I hope it's going to be, you know, a beefy campaign that you can really enjoy for, you know. Like short, long, right? Short, long. Hopefully they go with the model like after the fall in that, you know, there's there's a baseline of content there. But, you know, they can add more maps and more ghosts and more other sort of scenarios later on if they need to, if the game is a success. My concern with that, Mike, and I I was thinking exactly the same, is that if they follow a similar model to kind of an after the fall and they end up with a successful multiplayer, great. We've got a great addition to our library of of VR titles. Um, My concern with an IP like that is often they are contractually bound to deliver something by a date. And so I hope they don't shortcut it and, 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 and do take the time to bake us you know, a multiplayer experience that's going to hold up. Because if you don't, it, it, it's just going to be an empty house very soon. You know, someone will go in there, it won't feel right, they'll be out, right. they'll refund or they'll, they'll, they'll take off. So that's my concern. Um, yeah. One one thing I, I thought was a bit odd with the trailer, I saw some people picking on it, um, was it, it does feel a little bit like Fortnite inspired visuals. Yeah. Like there's a there's a kiddish <laughs> or a childish kind of it's like not scary you to mean. it. And personally, I, I I kind of would would have preferred if we went the way of heavy um, gritty, realistic, like more Ghostbusters. Yeah, like I want to see what it's like. I want to see my proton pack and slime coming off of it. 
but maybe we're not ready for that. You know, maybe no. maybe it's a safer bet. I, to, I don't I don't think that's the reason the why, are. because like I know Ghostbusters is a super important thing that a lot of people grew up with, but there are also a lot of people who didn't grow up with Ghostbusters. I, for example, before I watched Ghostbusters, it's been a lot like it's not even been that long ago. And now Afterlife is for the new generation. And I think this game is also for it's going to please people who you know, love Ghostbusters from the get-go, but also people who just, you know, watched Afterlife and never watched the other movies. I, I, I think mm. that's what they're going for. Uh, but I didn't find it super scary. It was nice to, f- like, hear the music, you know, that, like, I don't know what it is, but it's, like, a yeah. super weird tune. Um, and the siren from, from Ecto-1 But I well, wanted you know? to, I wanted to be scary. That's one thing that I do want it to yeah. be, but I, I like, I, yeah, I don't know what they're going for. It feels like a game that they want to, again, target to a more younger audience that is going to buy one around the holiday season next year, something like that. Well, I think it's still very early days um, for this game, and I don't think we're going to see it this year. I think this is going to be sometime, like you say, maybe holiday season next year. So we'll have to wait and see, but we'll we'll track its progress and keep you all updated. Um, Another sequel uh, that was announced during the showcase was Moss Book 2. This was a game that recently launched on PSVR, but it's kind of a strange moment for PSVR right now, like we've discussed on the show, in that, you know, there's a new console generation, we're waiting for new hardware with the PSVR 2, so I get the feeling people were kind of like digging into uh, the the trophies that were unlocked for, for this game, and they, they saw that the numbers of, of players were was, was really low. So I don't think it sold particularly well no, on it PSVR. Didn't. It didn't. Um, but we knew all along that it was going to come to other platforms. But during the during the showcase, uh, Polyarch announced that it's coming to Quest later this summer. And obviously Book 2 uh, continues the adventure with the adorable, adorable little mouse uh, called Quill, um, which I, I thought it was kind of cool during the showcase as well that Quill came out and was on a little pedestal and <laughs> Ruth was able to talk to her and they had this kind of little moment. I thought it was, yeah, so was kind of cute. Interesting about that. So... When I watched it, I was surprised because I was like, this is going to be the same kind of showcase like last year, same format. And then Quill came up and they kind of blended gaming with, you know, like like real life. Um, yeah. and, and I was like, Meta did not come up with this for sure, 100%. So I reached out to them. I was like, did you come up? They said like, yeah, we wanted to do something more than just show a trailer. So you can thank Polyarch for kind of changing the kind of the pace of the showcase now and i think they should do that more because uh you know they had this new environment that you're soon gonna tell us more about but they they could do more with that where you know when it's about the walking dead suddenly the whole environment changes and then like what they did with mark zuckerberg when he was exploring the metaphors you know yeah Uh, i think they should do that more i love that i think that's one of the best parts of this show you know, you like seen, Quill have, being there, you know? I, yeah, have you, have you seen... Uh, well, because it kind of gives you that immersive feel, like you're stepping into it, right? And um, It's have, also a surprise. The new no one expected it, you know? In Quest. In, I don't know if you guys have gotten V39 in, in, in Europe yet, but um, there's a stepped-out, like, mercenaries thing where there's, like, almost cardboard cutouts of the mercenary characters in the store, left and right of the store, like, pop-outs. Oh. So for the first time, the store isn't just flat. It's, like, got these, like, oh, leaves cool. on the left and right. It's really kind of neat. Oh. It looks a little bit like... They're, it's a start, you know what I mean? Like it'll, it'll probably look yeah. sharper in a couple of iterations, but um, mm. I like it. Like left and right, kind of like what you used to have that, if you browsed um, yeah. Amazon on the left and right panels, right? You had like these like yeah. additional things and you have it in like Steam as well as the header. So they're starting to splash it out to kind of draw your attention to titles they really want to put 
no air behind that sounds awesome actually it's cool. and it's something that i've always talked about in in the big screen setting in that you know if you're watching a movie like jurassic park like why not be in like a, a jungle with dinosaurs yeah. roaming around <laughs> the, the the seats and stuff yeah. but this this is kind of cool you know if you're like browsing the store and you see a game like resident evil 4 you know the environment around you turns into like a you know zombies walking towards you or something i think that's yeah. a super do you remember when they tried it before when they first did that like um it was on the cv1 i think or maybe when they were just going into the rift uh the Rift S, um, where where you had the storefront and you were on like this like I want to call it like a pool, like a, a, a top of city, and then you could turn around and there was something scary, and they had to take it away because it was too scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That? There wasn't a there wasn't a I think there was on the go. I think yeah, there was like this pond or something on the on this rooftop. Yeah, yeah, they took it away. I I remember that. It's been a long. So they time. tested they tested wow. these waters. Well, was before. it a zombie? Right? A yeah, zombie? it was a zombie. Right? And, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, they had to back it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay, my I don't remember that. Yeah, we should look it up. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, that's uh, that's Moss uh, book two. That was uh, that was also part of the so, showcase coming to Quest two uh, this. Have summer. you guys so played it? You, Actually, just show of hands or no? What, the first one? Or I, the... I've, I've been waiting for, for book yeah. two. That's what I want to say. Like, are Absolutely. you going to, like, I, I am not, like, I played the first hour, but I'm not going to play it on Quest 2. That's not, that's not what, the, this game is not made to be played on a Quest 2. I want the visuals. I want the, ah. the you know, this is a beautiful game that needs to be appreciated. Yeah, no, I get your point. <laughs> I get your point. You're going to hold out for PSVR If you have no too. other options, I don't blame you. I mean, I have all the options here of all the headsets, but listen, if you do have the options... Then wait and play it on a PC VR headset or play it on a PlayStation. I'd be waiting VR another year, Nathie. I don't think. I, I'm maybe, not I know, maybe I know. Maybe it'll come to PC VR this summer as well, maybe when it launches on Quest. I'm, I'm Fingers sure. crossed. But they didn't yeah. announce that, I should yeah. stress. Yeah. Um, we've got a few more to go through, so I'll quickly blast through them. We've got NFL Pro Era. <laughs> so if you're into NFL, uh, Pro Era will be coming to the Quest 2. It's an officially licensed NFL game in VR, and it'll feature every NFL team in the series. I don't know why these You'll... games always look so rough. Why do they, why do they well, look so... I don't know. If you're used to like Madden games, I think they've always looked rough, haven't they? But yeah. people love them. I... But I've, I've never gelled with these games, so I don't There's really understand. There's only one other game that, I, that this um, reminds me of. So NFL, obviously American football, um, quite, a, quite a huge... Um, quite a huge uh, game category sells a lot a lot of copies in a given year right um and now they're, they're they're making their vr sprint the only one that i remember in vr that i know which did one this well say. is like 2md football or something yeah, like, yeah yeah that one yeah and and they're like these pop-up cardboard cutouts of like other characters <laughs> yeah. it was really well done it was actually super fun um so I, i'm curious what a more fully fledged rich like football title is going to feel like I I hope they don't go too arcadey with it because they could make it feel quite good. Also, in this same category, um, and I'll call it proper football, soccer, uh, there was one where, I think Rowdy and I might have played this, where you had a controller and you were using the controllers as your feet. Um, yeah. And as you ran along the, the, the pitch or whatever, you're like along the field, you're, you're kicking the soccer ball with your, your hand-feet controllers, which was like holding yeah. your, your wrist controllers with a, a stick or like a, almost like a ski pole down to a foot no. and then you were kicking the ball with your, your feet it was, it was yeah. weird but um, i've seen that hilarious hilarious well, <laughs> um so apparently in this you're going to play the role of the quarterback where you'll control both the offensive and defensive strategies to win the game uh i, I don't know anything about nfl but if <laughs> you like this then go check it out i'm sure there's loads of people in the u.s that'll be digging this but yeah nfl is coming to the quest 
Next one again, another unusual title. It's called Ruins Magus. Uh, this is kind of like an anime-style JRPG. You take the role of a trainee wizard. Uh, you're tasked with undercovering uh, the mysteries that lurk beneath your hometown. Uh, this is coming to Quest 2 and Steam uh, later how, this year. How, how? I, like... I don't know how it's going to run on Quest 2. I, just... uh, I think the art style kind of lends itself well to the Quest 2, um, but, you know, it is... It, um, yeah, okay. I think so. It, yeah, there, yeah, there was a recent... Um... There was a recent game that I played that was very much like this. That was actually like super high fidelity. It was on App Lab. I'll see if I can find the name. Uh, but yeah. especially with the anime graphics, like it's it's amazing what they can get away with. It, it does look very pretty mm. in the trailer, but I think they'll be fine. I agree with Mike based on what I've played. Yeah, bit of a unique one. Yeah. Good one for JRPG fans out there. Uh, and then finally, the last one is from Digital Load and Publishers Tripwire Games. Uh, we're getting Espire 2, uh, a sequel to the original Espire VR stealth map game. Um, you know, the, the original game was, was pretty fun. It had stealth elements. You know, you could go in loud if you wanted to, or you could go in full sort of Metal Gear Solid style. Um, this time around, you've got two different droids to choose from. You've got like an all-out action one, or you've got an all-out stealth one. You can also play co-op with a friend, so you can choose to kind of mix up the strategies a little bit and play a little bit tactically together to take mm -hmm. down uh, the missions together, which is kind of cool. They're also bringing over the uh, voice commands from the original game, which I thought mm -hmm. was a really unique feature of the original right. one, where you could like tell enemies to drop their weapons or put their hands yeah. up, and they would do that. So the, I think that's pretty smart. Um, did the first one launch in the first quest? I think so, right? Yeah, it did. And it, and it barely ran on the first quest. So it I, struggled. And that's why a lot of people have not played the first. So I think for a lot of people, this is a new experience. But mm. I'm, I'm happy that they that they were able to pull this off because Tripwire was in some trouble too, as you might remember. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy Financial that they're... Financial trouble, uh, you mean? Like, no, like the, I think the CEO said some things or did some things that weren't okay. And then I, I was like, this is the end. Of, it got uh, a little bit political, I think, from what oh, I remember. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. By the way, I looked yeah. at that game, yeah. um, Spice and Wolf VR 2. It's the best I can describe it. It's if anime and furries had a baby. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. yeah I, mean, like, I know what you mean. The, the, this, this whole family, <laughs> like it's a, it's a mother, daughter, and father, <laughs> all with a bushy tail kind of thing. It's, don't worry, it's nothing adult. It's just like, I don't know, some people right. like this niche and um, I, I didn't get to play it and it was a pretty nice looking game, very well animated, very well story told, but wasn't for me and I noped out after 20, 30 minutes or something, so. So wait, 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 why are you telling me this? What? Oh, this was related to, um, so Nathan made the uh, comment about will will this anime style Magus. looking game, uh, Magus, yeah. uh, Ruth oh, Magus. okay, okay, okay. I, I, I thought you just wanted to declare your love for like, Furries yeah, and... I was also like, where is this no. coming from? But sure, yeah, great. No, no, no. So you were going to support me, right? Right, Rowdy? Yes, of course. That was <laughs> totally, what I was thinking. Totally, I'm glad yeah. you said it because... <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were all the games that were announced during the showcase. Um, there were some uh, games missing that we were looking forward to, like Grand, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas yep. that was announced during uh, Connect the previous year. Um, but like with they, uh, they said at the beginning with their what disclaimer that these games are coming out within the next 12 months, kind of hints at the fact that we're not going to see GTA for you know, an, at least another year, well, maybe holiday next year. So the funny part was uh, the Zuck did make an appearance. I was like, he's going to say something about this. And then he didn't. So no. like now the Zuck, like if he likes it or not, he's attached to Grand Theft Auto because of all the memes and stuff. So I was like, if he shows up, he's gonna say something about GTA. But uh, no. Yeah, but he, no. he 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 came he came and sort of 
mentioned Ghostbusters instead, and he, right? Well, he unveiled yeah. the new environment, the Crystal Cavern yeah. or Crystal oh, right, Atrium. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and he forgot his suitcase, too, that he still needs to open for us. <laughs> we, yeah. We'll be talking more about that in a little bit later on. But yeah, so we didn't see Assassin's Creed. We didn't see no. Splinter. We didn't see uh, Grand Theft Auto. And we didn't see anything about the Deep Silver titles that are in the works as well. Yeah. Um, I don't so. think a lot of people would even were waiting for that because they already forgot. But um, I think I think this showcase was way better. Uh, it's just I wonder if this is enough to um, you know excite new people to buy a quest. Uh, I I wonder it's like for example Among Us is of course for a certain group, but then what about the more the older uh, groups of people who want to get into uh, gaming and into VR? I I do wonder about that. Plus, I mean I think the lineup is good, but it's not enough to you know um keep people you know entertained for let's say if they if they buy if they buy these games around the holiday season and then they like they need to play more (laughs) the year after i don't know i don't know what i I just don't think it's enough yeah uh, i'm with you on that the 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 middle uh, of the year feels a bit Hollow. Empty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they're, they're, gonna like, shoot, they're gonna shoot all their cannons uh, around uh, the holiday season. But but the thing is, again. this was, in again. my opinion, yeah, this again. was <laughs> take the gaming showcase, right? Take another step on your lily pad as you're establishing yourself as as this brand that a lot of people are looking to for VR content, and and don't fuck it up. And I don't think they did. I think I think they did a, a decent job. It wasn't super exciting, but there were a few things, and I liked the kick they did at the end there with Ghostbusters unveiling. I think that was yeah. smart. And I'd love to see them kind of repeat that again and just build on the strength. You know? But I, I think I think from my perspective, I thought it was a really solid showcase. And I think VR enthusiasts would be really happy with it. But I think from an external point of view, uh, Ghostbusters, yeah, that's kind of cool. Let's see how this one plays out. Everything else, like even Bone Lab, you know, for us, it's like we, it's a title that means a lot to us yes. as VR enthusiasts. People outside the VR bubble don't care about this, Bone this, Lab this or Bone showcase, This was a showcase of sequels. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's the thing. They're not they they should be leveraging more titles like Resident Evil 4 VR that attracts the sort of non-VR audience. But you know, for us as enthusiasts that are already in the bubble, I think it was a great showcase. Still, um, I, I think I think the title that excites excited me the most is still Rap Matter 2, just because of and I and I, yeah. I, I think that that is the kind of stuff that will convince people to go into VR more as well. It's just real solid trailers of actual gameplay. Um, and I think that the trailer that Red Matter, even though the trailer from Ghostbusters looks good, you know, it's it's doesn't show how the game is going to be played, right? You know, this is I, not this is not going to be no, the it's actual. Just a snippet so, from the engine. Yeah. So my suggestion, I mean. my suggestion would be move this showcase to when other showcases are happening. When you know September is usually kind of like E3, because for example, we're going to talk about Wallace and Gromit soon as well. That would have been a great announcement. So they're like they maybe the timing of when they do this stuff is not the best, and they should move but, it more towards the summer. But I think again, this hints at the fact that that Wallace and Gromit isn't going to be coming in the next twelve months. That's why it wasn't part of the showcase, and I think that's why they were very like specific with the warning at the beginning. Yeah, but that's what everything. I'm saying. Move it to uh, like the summer is a more logical uh, place oh, to do gotta, showcases like these. They got to do it sometime. Uh, yeah, well, true. Most gaming showcases are always too, happening right? around summer. You know. Because of the it, development it, cycle. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Know. And then you can, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the thing but is, like, they, they, they have to come out with these, similar to what PlayStation's done. They're going to have to keep doing these. And yeah. I, I like the conclusions that, like, you're particularly drawing from this. Like, you know, assuming that, okay, well, now we kind of know GTA is not going to come out in the next 12 months. Yeah. We probably could have assumed that. 
um, given the kind of early glimpse that we got to it. But it's also kind of it's like, oh, OK, well, at least I at least I've had my you know expectations managed to some yeah, extent, I, I think, which is which is good because they have not been doing that in the past very well. No. And no. I think it is the same with Ghostbusters. Like, I don't think, because, you know, Rowdy mentioned, well, what about Ghostbusters? I don't think that one is coming in the next 12 months. I mm -hmm. think that was a little addition to let people know what's coming further right. on down the horizon. Yeah, it this... part of the official, like, showcase. But couldn't they have done but that then with more titles? Say, and this is what I, I, I think. But, 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 but then the problem is, like, what do you do? Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you keep on saying this stuff, and then, like, you're waiting two years until it actually materializes. But, but so, it's just, so you just add something. more titles to that list? <laughs> like, no, this, Ghostbusters, this, 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 like, this three years down the line, we'll be talking about that one as well. Yeah, but this, this discussion here describes perfectly that there is a content problem that you have to kind of show Ghostbusters to give something big to the people to wait for. But then again, you you don't you, you haven't even finished uh, GTA yet, so you're kind of like, okay, let's not say anything about that then. So it's like they don't really have much to show, and yeah. they don't know when they're coming out. And it's th this is just a kind of problem that keeps going. And you can say whatever you want, but people want to play GTA now. They mentioned it once. Now it's not going to go away until mm. some point. So if you wait too long, people are mm. gone, and they they start playing on on their PlayStation again or on their Xboxes. I I'm it's curious just about so that. far away, so I'm curious far away. About that, but but like, this happens throughout the gaming the industry, though. Yeah, but in yeah, VR, yeah, it's it, way worse. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's worse because there's less games out there. And, that's, and less, that's less money worse. being invested, but, too. But like Elden Ring, we knew about Elden Ring years ago, for example. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they do announce these games well in advance. It's the same with VR titles. It's just that because it's been a barren sort of beginning of the year, it just hurts even more because the titles that you want to play are just so far out. Yeah, but it does hurt the industry in the end. One thing I wanted you, to add. If you keep going like this. Just a simple thing. Um, like, if you've got GTA and people are keen mm. on it, I don't understand why they wouldn't, even if it's not a major thing, like, even hearing Zuck talk about his excitement to play GTA, like, hey, we're working on it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, why not just mm. plug it? I don't, that's what I don't get. Yeah. Why didn't you just mention it? Or just even just a, like five, ten seconds of gameplay. Yeah, because what, what if you got your quest I mean, two months yeah. ago and yeah. you had no idea yeah. that that was coming? Yeah, but I, I, know, I know what you mean, but on the other side, this is so far away that you can't, like at some point you can't just keep saying like, oh, we're working on it, we're working on it, because then people fair. lose their attention span. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. And they, and they, and they sell the headset, or it, that's the problem here. Yeah, you but can't I, I, I don't really agree with years. that. I don't really, because I still want to know that they're working on this at this point, because at the same yeah, time, no, I, they, I get it. They now, they now add Ghostbusters to that list so what am i yeah, gonna have to wait yeah. now for three more years <laughs> yeah. before i get to see another trailer from ghostbusters <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. kind of thing that they're doing right since they announced yeah. but the sell and then two three years down the line you know you still haven't seen a single trailer yeah. for it so then i prefer to see something yeah but that's the internal problem that meta needs to fix and if they mm -hmm. don't fix it until like when the playstation vr2 comes around they have a problem so this is something that they have to fix themselves mm -hmm. And yeah, this will just be a discussion until they. <laughs> why do why about in my it. mind? I'm just imagining how Zuckerberg in some kind of dominatrix outfit with a oh, giant yeah. long whip and just a sea stop, of developers stop, stop. and he's just cracking it again and again. Stop. Stop. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh, that is a roundup of the showcase. Um, but yeah. I, I thought it was pretty solid, but I yes. think, you know, like you I said, just need solid dates. for us, dates. not on the outside, not for, yeah. for people outside the bubble. 
Uh, but anyway, aside from the Meta Quest Gaming Showcase, we also had some other games announced, uh, This some of the, which are just coming to PC. <laughs> so if you've been holding out for PC content, some of those games I mentioned were coming to PC as well, but this one's exclusive to PC, especially if you're a racing fan, you'll like this one, because Formula One 2022 from Codemasters will be getting full VR support on PC. So you'll finally be able to climb into the driver's seat of the new F1 car from the 2022 season and race as any of the 20 drivers from the 10 Formula One racing teams. Um, I was never really that bothered about Formula One, but recently kind of got into Formula One due to the Drive to Survive series on Netflix. Mm. Me and my wife (laughs) watched all of it, became completely obsessed with the different teams, the different drivers and and the the rivalries and and, and everything else that goes with it. So I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Uh, Plus, it gives me a good excuse to break out the the Fanatec wheel that I sold my kidney for and uh, actually make (laughs) some decent use out of it. But what about you as a racing fan, Zim? Are you excited for uh, F1 2022? So uh, again, kind of like you, I mean, particular classes of of, of motoring. I I don't follow races. I don't follow the big name uh, guys at all. I'm in it for just the sim experience and I like speed and I like kind of driving a variety of vehicles. But one of my favorite types of vehicle is open wheel. So I really do like an F1 cockpit. You go super fast uh, in a set of course. So one of my favorite tracks, for example, is a fantasy Scottish track where you're just absolutely bombing it in this F1 car. You're like just barely holding it on. Right. Um, and, and doing high octane, uh, you know, uh, battles with other, with other racers is, is, is absolutely fantastic. So, I'm looking forward to this because of Codemasters VR pedigree, probably more than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they've they, they've they've got you know the Dirt series behind them, both Dirt One and Dirt Two, each fantastic in their own right. I mean, just to set your expectations in case I spin you off to go buy Dirt One, go look at the back half of your car because it's not there, right? And then in Dirt <laughs> Two, like um, the elevation and stuff and that. So for them coming again with a with an open wheel game. Seems seems great. I mean, I don't I don't know the series. Is, is this the first time this game is coming out? Is this a one of those games that comes every couple of years? I don't know. I'm so far away from from flat gaming. No, I, be, I believe it's one of those ones, a bit like FIFA, that they they launch every year. Hopefully, but yeah. this is the first time it's coming to VR. Yeah, so, so uh, exciting, pretty right? interesting. Yeah, super yeah. exciting to, to 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 get such a big name in and and um, to have Codemasters do it. Great studio. Yeah. Right. It's going to be launching on on the 1st of July. So it's going to be launching on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, but the VR mode has only been confirmed Mm -hmm. on the PC version so far. It might get PSVR 2 support later on down the the road, but we just don't know yet. The concern that I have with it is price tag versus um, how much much gameplay you're going to get out of it. Okay? So, like, you take something like, like an Assetto Corsa with all these mods for years and years and years, or games that you pick up on a, on a Steam sale that have VR support and are really, really good. This thing, I was just looking at it. It's like, you know, 80 bucks, 90 bucks. It's like, it's going to... It's expensive, Heavy yeah. hitting game. So in addition to your SIM equipment, I mean, your, your wallet's going to bleed a fair bit if you want to really enjoy this. And I really hope the VR support is great and that it performs well. That's the most important thing, you know? So if you don't have a rig to drive it, just yeah. watch out for those things because it's, it's very common. We saw it with the set of Corsa Competizione. Um, for a racing game to drop, runs great on on yeah. standard PC, but the VR part just underperforms heavily. So you might want to wait a month or two after release. I, I mean, interesting. I mean, yeah, ninety bucks is a lot of money, but if that's it and you can play the whole thing without them then sneaking in some microtransactions like they did with uh, wh- which game was it again, then then it's fine, I think. Mm. Um, but it's gonna suck for Mike because you you, you got to play as uh, Hamilton. 
No, 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 no. It's going to be a sad race. At, no, least, at, no. least we, at least we got someone who knows how to drive. <laughs> no. uh, I, well, I, I do give you that. I do give you that. The Dutch do make good drivers. Uh, Max is actually my favorite driver, actually. Max Verstappen. Uh, and Red Bull, I think, are an amazing team. But, like, you know, following the series, I'm just happy. You know, even though Leclerc is, uh, is, is running the show at the moment in Ferrari, I'm, I'm just happy that it's not Mercedes up front. Uh, at the moment, so uh, look at you know, Mike, fan, like know, knowing that, his stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm happy yeah. that Charles is, is leading, even though I'm a Max fan. Yeah. You know what? You know him on a first name basis. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Me, 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 and the wife. We we know all their backstories, <laughs> their girlfriends, who they love, who wow, they hate. Jesus. We know we know everything about them. You know what it's would awesome. be kind of funny? This reminds me of that one game that I uh, play. I think I even play with Mike VR cards. This like cartoony game, but you can oh, look into the side mirrors and then see yeah. yourself. Imagine like you look and you see yourself. You're like, hey, hey it's Max, or it's this. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. That would be cool. Yeah, but yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited for it. So that's first uh, of May, first uh, of July. Sorry. So put that in your diary. Um, the next one is, uh, as the uh, the thumbnail of the show uh, shows, is a full-on Wallace and Gromit game coming to virtual reality. And like you said, this would have been, you know, ideal to show during the showcase, but maybe it is uh, a little way off. Uh, but this is going to be an interactive, um, narrative-led, single-player VR experience, which will follow the adventures of Wallace and Gromit, uh, you know, as a kid, I, I, growing up, I've watched these shows. I love these characters. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see mm. them for the first time in VR. Yeah. Um, the, um, the managing director of uh, Aardman, the, uh, the people that actually make the show, they kind of, uh, he, he gave a statement, Sean Clark, his name is. He said, uh, for, for loyal fans, this will be real wish fulfillment territory. After watching the characters on screen for decades, players will now have, have the opportunity to step into their world and play an active role in this new story as it unfolds. Uh, the new game is called The Grand Getaway, and the story will revolve around Wallace and Gromit, uh, their adventures as they're heading off on a, on a holiday together. So uh, you get to sort of take part in the fun there. And this is going to be launching in 2023 on Quest. Uh, so they've already announced that it's coming next year. So I hope this is going to be in a clay style. Uh, that would be interesting. Clay, yeah. clay, I love clay animations from the 90s, and those early games where they literally made clay and then shot and shot and shot and shot. Like we, we haven't had a good one. Like that, like I'd love it if they brought Clay Fighter. I know this is very different. <laughs> like I'd love it if they brought that into into VR at some point. But, but there's so many side characters too that they could bring. Like there's the the penguin uh, thing, yeah. and there's oh. like the gnome. And uh, it's been a while. I watched this. Like funny enough, uh, how I found out about these guys is because uh, at school we we started learning English. And we w used to watch this kind of stuff. So you can <laughs> yeah. like the the reason why you can communicate with me now. You can thank it's because, because of Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's also why he loves uh, Wensleydale so much as well. There you go. So how long is it uh, before we get Peppa Pig VR? Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that Peppa what you're really Pig waiting VR. for, Zach? That's what you want. <laughs> I, I do kind of get the feeling, though, that this game, I know you said you wanted that kind of clay animation, and I do agree that that would look awesome in VR, but I do think it's going to be more like Sam and Max yeah. style. I, I just, sort of like, if it looks like Sam and Max, fine, as long as it's not Sam and Max gameplay. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, Wallace and Gromit. The final yeah. one, this is the very last game, so I know we've, I've talked about a lot of games during this uh, <laughs> podcast, so apologies, but we had to rattle through them. But the final one, I think, is a really cool one. This is, uh, this is, this is Luke Ross flexing his muscles again the vr mod madman is another is adding another iconic pc game to his roster of vr converted converted flat games and that is elden ring so we're getting elden ring is coming to vr in the form of a vr mod on pc 
this is crazy. So you'll finally be able to experience what it's like to be tarnished and uh, stand beneath the beauty of the earth tree in glorious virtual reality. Wow. Yeah. And he's fast. He's fast about it. I mean, very. It's crazy. But first person. Very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First person. Uh, you can play in third person as well. Um, but just like the previous VR mods from Luke Ross, it's going to be gamepad support. So no motion controllers. So sad. Um, but as as cool as I think this is, and there are some environments in Elden Ring that I think will look stunning in VR. I think the actual gameplay, I don't think it's going to be very fun to play in VR, to be honest, because so, having yeah. having just finished the game, you know, like putting 80, 90 hours into the game, mm. you, the whole game relies on, you know, precise, precise strikes and, and rolling to to have any form of yeah. success in in this game so to do that to do that from a first person perspective i think is going to be incredibly <laughs> difficult and uh, although he did address the rolling he said that although the character rolls the the view won't roll if you know what i mean the horizon <laughs> will, so. will stay static <laughs> and, so, and you'll just move forward so is, is, is this then an example of like it doesn't necessarily is a game for VR, like at least not in this kind of like concept of it being. I think for the memes, for yeah. the speedrunners yeah, having something fun to try out, and and for you know, uh, for a completionist going in and seeing it from a first person perspective, I think it will have that <laughs> novelty value. <laughs> Actually playing this game eighty Someone's gonna ninety hours in VR. in VR, someone will do it. Yeah, yeah. some madman will do yeah, it. Someone will, but do it won't it. be me. No, it won't be me. I, no. I feel like this is the. Uh, VR modder equivalent of Nathy playing uh, Battlefield in VR with Vorpex. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, it feels yeah. like. It feels it's like I'm like... doing it because it's possible. Yeah, I have the tools, possible. I have the skills to be able to put these things together. But is it going to be a great practice. pie to eat? Probably yeah. not. That's that's the thing. Like they they did it because it was possible, but they didn't think about if they should do it. That's the thing. So yeah. yeah. Imagine I, I imagine if he he made like you know in Resident Evil at first when it just came out, you, like every time he would like uh, what was it again? Like there were certain scenes that were going into third person. Imagine like mm. the rolling like in like third person. <laughs> you would go crazy. Like, like if you're you doing so like much. the Sonic roll. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, this is going to be released to uh, Luke Ross's Patreons. So uh, you know that's where you get the access but, to his back catalogue of games. Yeah. Um, so if you want access to it when it drops, go but and support him on Patreon. Is, the thing is, like even that this isn't really made for VR, it's the only thing that really makes the headline on yeah. the mainstream, and that that's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of the stupid part yeah. because this yeah. is like you like you posted, I posted, people go crazy. It's like oh, Elden Ring and VR, yeah. Now I want to get a VR headset suddenly. Well, yeah. it's like hey, but what about Red Matter too? This is like the discussion we already had. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't care what Red Matter. Yeah, is what about games that are actually what is good? I, I want Elden Ring and VR. The kind of experience they will have, they'll probably have, yeah. you know, a, a kind of yeah. average to mediocre experience <laughs> with Elden Ring, possibly it's even a bad one because it's going to be difficult. Whereas yeah, like you say, Red Matter would provide a much nicer <laughs> yeah. and cohesive it's, vr experience but no that's but. that's why i hammered on um about about it being first person because i feel the closest souls like a game that i've played was playing on hardcore legendary in chronos chronos is a third person game you're you're yeah. fighting crazy difficult bosses every time you die yeah. your character ages another year um and and then you top out you don't actually end up dying once you're 90 you just look old for the rest of the game <laughs> but um <laughs> it's a really hard like really really tough game um and i, I think but, that that would have worked well if you'd stayed in third person so. 
know. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, with like with Cyberpunk, you know, some of these mods I'm a bit big advocate for, and Cyberpunk was one that I was a big advocate for because I think there's a lot of like uh, narration and scenes where you're interacting with the other game's characters, and, and they're it's like really magical. First person. You don't really get that much in Elden Ring, having played through it. You know, but, there's. But this game is more about the difficulty and how hard it is, and, and the combat, and and, and, and yeah. then trying to combine that with VR. But yeah. this game is too hard. <laughs> to be uh, in VR. I, I personally think so, but, you know, you can play it from a third-person perspective. Someone will prove but, you wrong, Mike. Um, we'll see. Like, I'll definitely give it a go when it drops and, and see how it plays out. But, um, yeah, like you say, it got everyone talking at least about VR, which is great. Uh, but we'll see uh, if it's actually any good so, when, uh, when uh, it is, is Luke kind of now, like, I feel like he's kind of replacing what Farp X used to do. I mean, Farp X isn't really getting used that much anymore. It's kind of mm. like hiding in the background now. But this, this is really, like, specifically making profiles yeah. or VR support well, for each and every AAA game that is coming well, out now. I think the last time I checked, his Patreon was earning him, like, uh, 10,000 US dollars yeah. a month. So there's definitely yeah. an appetite for... Um, you know, these mods, you know, I think it's people just, crave this kind of content. You it's know? Just, uh, for me uh, to reach the mainstream by just saying this kind of stuff, showing them a clip, even if it's good or not, th it's instant. It, it's like yeah. they're suddenly interested. And I, I, yeah. I kind of like that, but I also hate it because it's like, but then I, it's hard to sell the rest. I, I just, I and, struggle And also it's kind it. of like a false promise, you know, it's it a is, lot of it work is a to get promise. these things set up and uh, they're not necessarily the best no, experiences no, especially not, for newcomers you're new to vr that's not the yeah you know, cyberpunk was uh, was was quite intense you know driving the cars and stuff so yeah but people bought um, headsets already for this so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see wish you all the best don't get motion sick ho ho hopefully they play the other stuff as well the other <laughs> great games on the platform yeah. there's so many yeah. but um but let's move on from games and we we're sort of running a little bit late so i'll try and rattle through some of this stuff um <laughs> because otherwise we're going to end up having a three-hour show. Uh, but basically, uh, to sort of cut it short, Quest uh, 2 is getting a, a big update when it comes to hand tracking. Uh, as we know, built-in hand tracking with the Quest launched a, a while ago, and it's I think you know it's fair to say that it's, it's really impressive that we got that tech as like a, essentially a software update to that headset, because... You know, prior to that, you would need uh, third-party accessories like the Leap Motion, for example. You'd strap that to your your, your Rift DK1 or DK2, and you'd get hand tracking support then. But you know, having it baked into the headset with the Quest was was pretty magical. But one of the things that kind of always held it back a little bit was the fact that if you ever brought your hands together. Um, then they would kind of disappear. Or if you use like really fast hand movements, it would kind of struggle with the tracking. Mm. A bit like Unplugged, you know, that game has a lot of potential, but I think the hand movements are a bit too fast for hand tracking 1.0. However, we are getting hand tracking 2.0, uh, which is coming very, very soon. Uh, it's, a, it's a free update, obviously, to uh, the Quest um, 2. I don't know if it's coming to Quest 1. That's one thing I wasn't quite sure about. <laughs> it's do, definitely coming think? to Quest 2, uh, but... Who knows? Mm. Um, but basically, they've managed to work uh, their magic behind the scenes with some sort of AI and machine learning techniques to make hand tracking more accurate and responsive. And even when you bring hands together or even occlude your other hand with one hand over the other, it still manages to track it. So it's doing some some yeah. very uh, incredible like estimations behind the scenes as to where your hands should be based on their their movements, which is it's actually really incredible stuff and it's very, very difficult to do this. So yeah. I think although it kind of looks very simple and easy, it's actually very complex and it's a difficult problem to solve. And yeah. I think Meta have actually been one of the first ones to really bring this to the mainstream because we've not seen hand tracking natively built into any other headset, really. We've seen like modules 
um, like, you know, Ultra Leap added with the Pimax, for example, you could slot one in, in underneath. Um, but even with Pico that are, are, are adding hand tracking to the Pico Neo, it's still a, a, an accessory that you have to bolt onto the front of it. It's not like baked in well, to the hardware itself. The, the Lynx does have it built in. Okay. So that, okay. that's and and also had this hand trick. So I got to experience what you're now talking about yeah. already okay. with like occlusion, everything being being solved. So is ultra leap, ultra leap. Right. Yeah, ultra, right. ultra leap is making the magic happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I say, so it, although there is some headsets out there, it's kind of rare, right? Very um, rare. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're making it even better, and I think this is a play, obviously, just before Cambria launches, and we're going to talk about Cambria very briefly shortly. Um, but I think it's important as well because, you know, we, we, we've got to understand that Meta's goal is to bring a billion people into VR. And I think hand tracking is something that people underestimate as a, a big thing that will bring a lot of people in. Because if you think about like the phone revolution that happened with, with touchscreens, for example, you know, prior to that, it was all kind of like button interfaces, small little screens. And then when Apple uh, uh, brought out the iPhone and then Android came and did their thing, you know, we had touchscreens everywhere and it, it brought a whole new audience of people that didn't really understand tech and, and and made it accessible to them because they could just swipe with their fingers and use gestures yeah. to navigate these menus. It's the same thing with VR. If if I gave my um, in-laws, you know, the Quest 2 controllers now, they wouldn't have a clue what to do with them because they're not gamers like us that have grown right. up with game pads in their hands. But if I if I if I show them Elixir, for example, and, and tell them that you need you need to point at things or or grasp at things with your hand yeah. and or make this sure. kind of triangle movement to teleport around. They kind of get it and they understand it and they pick it up very easily. Yeah. And I think this is this is where, I, you know, hand tracking is going to come I into always, its own. I always made the joke that they at some point they will uh, sell a Quest or whatever headset, whatever it's going to be called, uh, without, without the controllers. controllers. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be way job. cheaper oh, too. I mean, like Zuckerberg talked about oh, that on now. stage. He said that's the that's their goal. They want to get to controller-free headset. Yeah. So, but that, well. this is where I just wanted to say one thing about Meta. Like, for all the things that I don't like what they're doing, um, one yeah. thing that they do very, very well, and they've been doing this consistently for like at least the last two years since the launch of Quest, is software updates. The software engineering team, whatever they're doing, they're doing this right because the the kind of evolutions that they keep showing and they keep delivering is such competitive advantage against anyone who's going to come up yeah. against them. It's going to become this requirement, this like parity requirement, that if you try a competitor's headset and it doesn't have this thing, that's very difficult to develop. You know, mm, their yeah. their research and their R and D labs are coming out with this stuff, and it's just like, okay, well, you're, I can't go to another headset, then I'm trapped. You know, and it's like an you're 100 right. It, it, it's what everyone overlooked when they were talking about the Pico Neo. It's like, oh yeah, it's the same hardware. Oh yeah, you can play the same games. It's like, yeah, but the 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 whole feel of the system is completely different. different. Yeah. Same with Apple. That's why I hate Android so much. You know, like the feel of the system just feels so great. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure that Rowdy yeah. was still awake. That's all. I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> Quest, but yeah, Quest Two is like Apple. It's like Apple Apple headset. Yeah. Exactly. It's just it just works. It's seamless. Exactly. It's seamless. Not Android. It's not Android. Especially with Android. Yeah. It's kind of weird. With Meta's play, you know, with, with Cambria being used for uh, work, which we're going to talk about shortly, I think hand tracking is going to be an important part of that. So I think this is just like preempting a lot of stuff they've got in the works further down the line. But um, games we already know and love with hand tracking, like Cubism, Hand Physics Lab, Unplugged, yep. Vacation Simulator, uh, Rogue Ascent, which we talked about, mine and uh, Zim's highlight of uh, this show. Um 
they're all going to get 2.0 updates to make this hand tracking even better and make those experiences even better. And I think Unplugged will be one specifically that will benefit very much so from this 2.0 update. I am so curious how the sales, uh, you know, uh, if you would compare them between a controller game and uh, a hand tracking game. you know? Yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. For me, like uh, hand tracking, it should be in more social VR games. Um, I've always thought big oh, screen yeah. is a good example of this. Like if you're sitting there watching a movie, like why do you need to hold controllers? The whole UI should yeah, be like space. Uh, hand space like that was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it adds presence uh, to to, um, to social VR as well. And especially kind of linking back to what we spoke about, uh, I think it was in the last episode when you were talking about Rec Room with the deaf uh, moderator in there. Yeah. You know, this hand tracking update, if, if it supported hand tracking, yeah. he could effectively use sign language in a VR social app. And I think having yep. that kind of fringe accessibility use yep. case just adds even more to the fact that this hand tracking uh, 2.0 update is going to be uh, really important yep. for the system. Yeah. Um, one thing to note, though, is that a lot of people talked about the fact that this update was live now. And although some of the games are launching the update now, the actual f- system isn't available yet. Um, so yeah, I noticed that. Although, <laughs> Actually, it's not, I've been it's trying not, to try Cubism, and we were messaging back yeah. and forth, me and Thomas and Val, about it. Because uh, like v, v, V39 is out, right? But like this is going to come yeah. as a wave somehow... Yeah. As a, as a further update, so you can yeah. have V thirty nine and then still not have V two. Yeah, no, no one, no one I know has got it, and, and no, it's the so Cubism weird. devs confirmed the same yeah, thing. Yeah, you can tell, so, you uh, can tell by doing that. Yeah, in the, in, yeah, in, it takes ages. Yeah, so it's not actually out yet, um, but it will be coming very, very soon as an update. So you just have well, to keep uh, at, at least updating and checking. You already got your hand, so that's the start. Yeah, but I, 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 <laughs> think, this is really impre- I, I think this is really impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy it's, it's happening. The thing that I think that it, it works really well for is uh, even just the operating system, if you don't have your controllers, like you can do, you can go through the browser, you can yeah. you can use your your headset, for example, with virtual desktop. Um, you, know, you can launch everything with your hands. You can boot up, you can draw your guardian. Drawing your guardian yeah. with the, your hands actually feels really good. The yeah. only big gripe I have right now, and I don't know why, but from a couple of versions back, maybe the... 35, V36, my Guardian, and I don't know if it's just North American lighting or what it is, but the tracking and the Guardian systems are going bananas. And, and I've got people who, who are kind of reporting the same thing to me. I don't know. Have you guys seen any degradation in your Guardian systems lately? Where it, where it turns really. off and it's like suddenly like losing where it once. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've had that. I had yeah, to buy I've an infrared, um, infrared floodlight to be able to help Illuminate. correct it, which has helped. Mm. Um, but no, it's really it's really been a pain in any room uh, in my house, even in but I think, semi-daylight. Like it just won't, it just loses the Guardian. And like after two minutes, you're like, oh, please draw the Guardian again. And it does it again. And again. But I think that mm. that's, that's the slight downside of, of doing so many software updates. Because one thing that for me, maybe I'm getting old, but it's like every week they change the button layout, they change the colors, they put them somewhere else again. It's like a puzzle almost where every week it's like, okay, where are they going to gonna where are they gonna place the internet browser this time and now the internet browser is called the meta browser i'm like uh, okay so yeah it will uh-huh. it will settle down eventually but this yeah, is this is this is mark's oh, rule of of, of of what is it making things fast and breaking things Nick is absolutely like that, right know? though because i do a golfing thing with my dad yeah. once a week it's almost every week that we no, have patches is. for like 20 <laughs> games and yeah, the yeah, menu yeah. and button layout is different almost every week. It's crazy. I don't. I've never seen a company be so uh, vociferous with uh, with updates. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good that they're coming. Uh, I agree. I'd rather take it like this. Confusing than not, than not have any. 
Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so that's hand tracking 2.0 coming soon. So just keep your eye on the updates and uh, see when that drops for you. Uh, now to round up the show, let's talk about uh, Project Cambria because we had some snippets of information uh, dropped during the latest meta earnings call last week uh, from Mark Zuckerberg himself. Um, they're still struggling a little bit. We talked about the share price dropping uh, back in February. Uh, they had their, their earnings call back then. They announced that they were losing... Um, people on the Facebook platform and their, their, their sort of share price took like a 50% cut, essentially. It's kind of like creeping back up, but it's still not really uh, recovering yet. But we're still like in the early days of this whole kind of metaverse play and them shifting from being a social media company to a metaverse company. So I think it's going to be a while before we see any drastic change in terms of like their earnings. But um, he had some interesting things to say, and uh, I'll, I'll read them out verbatim. So he said that uh, MetaQuest 2 continues to be the leading virtual reality headset, which is totally true. Uh, later this year, we'll release a higher-end headset codenamed Project Cambria, which will be more focused on work use cases and eventually replacing your laptop or work setup. Like, that's that's pretty out there, right, with the goal. Like, right. he wants this headset to replace your, your desktop PC or your laptop and your work setup to work completely in VR. And I, I think, you know, we've seen them make steps towards this, but to be yes. so clear with their mission statement is 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 going to be, it's very, yeah, it's very optimistic, I would say. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that plays yeah. out. How do you headset. make a spreadsheet in VR with, uh, with the Cambria? Uh, we'll see. Who, who knows? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a lot of questions that needs to be yeah. answered. In like, as regard. well, like, you need to be able to wear this thing, like, for, like, four or five, six very, hours on end. Like, Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he went on further to say that this premium device will have improved ergonomics. So hopefully addressing, like you say, the comfort issues there. It'll also feature full color pass through mixed reality to seamlessly blend virtual reality with the physical world. So we've seen kind of like snippets of this before where you've got your desk environment, but with virtual displays and virtual objects that you can interact with, or you can pin other displays and put them around you, for example, which could be you know, a really compelling way to work in VR, but I want to see it for myself and how this actually You know why that's out. particularly interesting? Because um, for many years, right, we've all been kind of chomping at the bit for better resolution, better field of view in the headset. But with the cameras outside the headset, I think one of the main things as we move from iteration to iteration is going to be the resolution of those cameras, the fidelity, how real the, I'll call it the pass-through world appears to us in the headset. That's going to be an interesting kind of version-to-version -version selling point of future headsets now for us. Right. Yeah, and but it's kind and of how it adjusts based on the lighting as well. That's like super hard to nail mm -hmm. because our eyes see colors in a, in a different way. But it's interesting because I, I can't remember who said it, but they said that the VR headsets will be the best AR headsets for a long, long time. <laughs> but it seems like that is actually going to be the case with this. It's going to be like mm -hmm. a proper uh, headset that does both very well in full color pass through so that, that's that's going to be interesting as well they also said that they're uh, he also said that they're um, bringing horizon to more platforms so we, we talked about this on the previous show that horizon will be on more platforms than just quest uh, meta quest devices um but if you want to make eye contact or have your physical facial expressions automatically get translated to your avatar in real time, then our hardware will provide the best metaverse experience. So we're talking about built-in eye tracking, built-in mouth tracking as well with Project Cambria. Um, Sorry, one, one second. So you said extra devices for Horizon. Were we talking the, the Facebook or Meta portal devices? Or like, where, where is it going? Do you 
Oh, no, like other headsets. So, you know, you can expect maybe to see Horizon on Steam or on the Pico oh, Neo or right. other, other, other VR oh. headsets. And well, like, like we mentioned before, they will take the cut of revenue from Horizon sales right. on the previous episode. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so, but they're saying that, you know, if you want to experience Horizon in the best way, it's going to be on Cambria with um, eye contact, eye tracking and uh, facial tracking. Clearly, clearly uh, chasing is, Rec Room's tail there because uh, Rec Room's on so many platforms, mobile, but, all that kind of stuff as well. I think I think you know while I think that's really cool. I, I just wonder if it's enough or if people care enough because, mm. like we've seen just recently, I don't know if you've been following VR chat, but in the last couple of weeks they've added some really interesting physics stuff to their avatars. Yeah. So now uh, avatars can uh, interact with their own bodies in ways that you know they can they can dress themselves, for example, <laughs> which I <laughs> saw someone else can also do. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can they oh, undress oh, themselves too? Well, no, we don't talk about <laughs> it. It's I'll, only I'll let your imagination dressing. run wild, but yeah. yeah no, we don't but talk I also about saw that. like. Uh, removable um, face masks and uh, all sorts of weird and wonderful oh, things. I could be Mike um, in VR. That and it's like, ha ha, it was me. But I wonder if that's more compelling than than having your real eyes well, or face movements yeah. tracked. I, I, I don't know. We'll mm. see. I'm not really into like the whole social VR thing, so um, you know, it's not really for me to say, but it'll be whether the people adopt this technology or whether they go out and buy this Cambria for social VR or will people uh, just buy it for, for the work productivity side of it and they are and they are willing to buy something from meta because that's also their reputation here is also still on the line true true um so although they said that it's not necessarily for gaming we do know that it will be able to play games so it'll still be able to play the quest library of content they still said that quest 2 will be their flagship gaming headset um makes sense though i mean right now it's like we we just spoke about it it needs games uh, of course, like it's still limited in some ways with well, some well, games, well, but for, for for this, it just needs a killer use case. That's all it needs. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, like if you can legitimately replace your laptop and you can legitimately work in this thing for yeah. eight hours a day, then they've nailed it. But, but it also has like, to be like, that, like what kind of be that work, good, right? Because I mean, yeah, I, I can't imagine like a nurse uh, <laughs> using this headset. You know, like a uh, street walker. Like, no, no. Yeah, well, like, you say you say that though. Like, imagine if a nurse walked in to see a patient, and there was some sort of like, um, you know, they they had run tests, and they could see some AR overlay of the organs and stuff like that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But do you I know mean, what I mean? Like, I don't know. Or like, like, you could. No, but you could somehow you could somehow see if like someone's already given the medication. Yeah, or, yeah no. Yeah, it eliminates paper, right? Like that's there's there's always like, use cases. Yeah, there are I think it's a very expensive. Cases. Expensive replacements uh, to but, do that. We saw this be... in the past with uh, Hololens, right? With uh, what was it, train drivers, and they right. have to do like yeah. a visual inspection of the train before they can drive it. And using the Hololens, they were walking around the train and saying, "Right, yep, I can confirm because it's on his face that he looked at the the wheels and it ticks yeah. a checklist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I can confirm he looked at the fuel, ticks a checklist. Yeah, like training is huge." Training, training is going to be sure. huge. Yeah. Plus, don't forget that you can not only go for a, a, a full color pass through, but you can also combine it where you're also in VR. Like, I got to experience on the links where I walked into the like I was outside the universe, and then I walked into the universe, and suddenly I could see all the planets. So then I was in VR again. So if you combine yeah. that, like they're gonna like this is kind of hard to predict. It needs to be yeah. out there, and then people start to test. And then you're going to see so many interesting use cases. But yeah, training is definitely one of them, for sure. But I think I think that's the thing with this headset, because we haven't 
seen it officially properly yet. We've seen renders um, yeah. from like, sadly, it's Bradley. We've seen a little snippet in the original trailer. We haven't actually seen the headset itself and we haven't really seen these killer use cases. No. And for gaming, I think it's much easier to sell headsets, you know, when you've got like a Beat Saber, for example. But for productivity, you really need to demonstrate and leverage the fact that this is going to make you more productive as a person in a headset. And that's well, going to be a really hard sell for them. I, I think I think something that would be interesting is if you, that, that's what the HoloLens could do. You could log in with your uh, Microsoft account and it would like hook onto your PC and it would kind of blend the real PC stuff with the AR stuff. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But as I said before, I don't know if if like some I've, I've already seen this on LinkedIn, too, where people say, like, I don't know if I want to link my business and all the stuff we do to what Meta does, because we want to keep our stuff maybe private or working on things that are kind of confidential. So I, I still think that that's the biggest challenge here, that people trust Meta or mm. want to trust Meta to buy this and use well, it for, I think we, you know? I think we can also confirm that this headset, if it's going to be used for productivity, right, it's got to have like a 10-hour runtime. That battery, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to use the battery at the back um, combination yeah. to, to pad things out because, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's really interesting. Like, I mean, would you, if you had this headset today and it worked as they're claiming, like, would you use it on a train, you know, would you instead of... Um, there is a, well, there's, there's, a, there's a privacy benefit there, you know? And um, then you think about, like, virtual keyboard. What if I had a virtual keyboard and I had my hands on the keys or on, on the table in front of me, and through hand tracking, you could have a virtual keyboard? We've seen that before, but I just I wonder if, if they get it good enough. I mean, that could be a really cool surprise that they would say, yeah, you could just you have a keyboard right in front of you, and you can type away, yeah. and if you can touch type, you know, it's secure. Yeah, we just we just don't know what this like infinite office is going to look like necessarily yeah. just yet. We've got kind of glimpses of what it could be, but we just don't know for sure. I would expect that this headset is going to be announced during uh, Connect later this year, yeah. so possibly September time. I mm. predict because they they market this as a high end headset, it's likely going to be about six hundred dollars, at least double the price of the Quest Two. I would say. Um, I kind of joked on on Twitter this week that it would be super funny if they just called it Verse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you want to enter the metaverse, you need to use the metaverse. Oh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past them with their naming yeah, conventions. It's, but... it's, it's definitely exciting stuff. And, and, and again, I, I don't want to sound like the, the mascot for Lynx here, but if you're interested on what uh, Cambria is kind of going to be like, I would definitely check out Lynx R1 because it's kind of in the same ballpark. Huh. I think I think though that any competitor, like we said before, is going to be software, and I think that, yeah, yeah. regardless of what the hardware can do, I think uh, that's where they'll always lead the pack because they've got hundreds, if not thousands, of researchers and developers working behind the scenes making this stuff. Um, and, and I think you know it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg what we see publicly. I would I would say, um, and a lot of people sort of bantered this around when they were talking about the earnings call because they've spent billions um, and they've lost billions making this kind of metaverse play. And it is that that seventy five percent of it of this money spent is all stuff that we haven't seen yet and is stuff that's being developed. If you think about this, this, the prototypes we saw, like what two two three, if not four years ago with like uh, variable lenses and stuff like that. We, you know, these headsets never came to fruition, but they've made them four years ago because they could, you know. Yes. Um, and I'd I, imagine the same is happening behind the scenes now in terms of tech that we can't even comprehend. I still think with Cambria that like if, if they're going to really hit it with a big splash, do, following, again, Apple's previous model, you remember when like Apple um, brought cross, I'll call it cross-platform compatibility for like Microsoft Office products? 
Like if they were to come out of the gate with some partnership with Microsoft, I, I, I know this is like painting a funny dream uh, <laughs> landscape, but if they were able to do it in some way that we, you know, we, we are for, couldn't predict, they'd engineered it to work and you did have that virtual keyboard and you were able to be productive for eight hours a day, it could, it could really kill. It could really kill, and, and and a lot of offices would would want you know hundreds of these things. So, but I don't I, I don't think that's possible because Elon already bought Microsoft by then. Oh, <laughs> let me say so. One of the other advantages, right now, now that there's a lot of companies that are you know returning back to the office or whatever, one of the things that I think companies are, are very aware of is you know the the, the physicality of having um, a person who needs to work at a workstation, and typically you're like you're supporting, for example, IT support staff. Person needs a keyboard, a mouse, a headset, a computer, a screen, all these things, right? If you can cut that cost and go after those companies that really want to be, Mike, you're going to show up to the office and you're going to sit down at a table and you're just going to grab this headset. You're going to grab one thing. It's going to be yours. We can put it into a cubby yeah. hole. You can sit down. You'll be productive and you can still meet That's and work and all that kind of stuff. Like I do think that that vision of like a, of a, a virtualized office where you can still be in person could cut costs for companies, could cut support costs for localized support staff, and could really be a killer. But they, they mm -hmm. have to come out of the gates with, as you said, the software side sorted. And we haven't seen anything but, uh, like I, that I, yet. Anyway. But it's, it's not going to it's not gonna look like the one in Ready Player One, right? Where they're all in a little cubicle and they just stand there and they have well, to work. I, I don't even think you'll need to go to the office because you'll have a virtual No, that's, that's what you I know, thought. Like that you have so to. you'll have pass-through in your own home, but you'll see your virtual colleagues. Yeah. In, in there, you know, and you'll still be able to talk to each other that way. No. I don't know. Oh. It's kind of like a bit of dystopian as well, if you think about it that way <laughs> yeah, in terms of the future, because yeah. you know, as, for like as good as this technology is, you can never be work, right? being together in person. But S speaking know. about virtualizing work, I just mentioned something that I saw during the week. Very quickly here, um, it was it was it was people who were who were hiring um, employees out of Middle America, um, so like. Um, Uruguay or something like that. So Latin America or, or, or Middle America. And um, we're, we're having them be cashiers. And the cashier was... I saw that. Just like an iPad. Completely remote. Yeah. Like on a Zoom call almost. And yeah. the benefit to the company, of course, is you can pay someone less, go in-source from somewhere else. But yeah, like a, over, over Zoom is exactly what they were doing. And the so thing is, like this, this concept, especially because of COVID, like a lot of companies are like, all right, we don't need our workers in a building. We don't need our worker in this city. Where can I get the worker for the least money, right? With that skill set yeah. that I need. And I think we're yeah. going to see a lot of competitiveness be supported by technology in the next couple of five, you know, five years but or then, so. And yeah, but then pretty crazy. at that point, why do you still have people behind the screen? Then at some point you can say like a robot can also do it. I think that's a thin line you're running on there. We're not there yet, right. but I mean, that's what we're going to. You remember that, that documentary that I talked about? This is where Zim pulls off his mask, and I've been a robot the whole time. <laughs> There's this yeah, great true. documentary, Humans Need Not Apply, uh, on on YouTube, in yeah. case you want to yeah. see some more information on that. But uh, yeah, that yeah, is indeed a future it, that we're going to, that, and I hope that's that the thing, there's something when, going on that's going to prevent that. When we start talking that. about it, it, it feels dystopian. It feels like scary. It it's already happening. I mean, yeah, I, I, every common. time I go to the supermarket, you know, where you can like pay yourself and you don't have to like use an actual human to do it. I see like sometimes I see like someone who just got a job who's like 16 or 18 and sitting there and no one is coming because everyone is using the robot. That's where I'm like, this is so sad. What are we doing mm -hmm. as humans? Just wait, Robo Recall. If you haven't played that game yet, go play it. I'll give you a picture. <laughs> of what we've all got, got jobs in the future when they all go wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And we've, we've <laughs> trained well. Um, so, so yeah, that's all the news. Uh, we've gone on a little bit later than we should. A little but, bit. Um, 
Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. We're we just, going we just to get, three hours now. We just now. get excited. We just get excited talking about VR. I'm That's sorry. True. But it's there's, true. There's finally something to, to talk about for one. So please enjoy. Yeah, it. all the games. Yeah, yeah. enjoy. Um, uh, otherwise, our now, podcasts are so short, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, that's true. Now you get even more games to look forward to. But these oh. ones at least are coming in the immediate future. Yes. Jim Barnaby is going to be hitting us up with uh, games Jim's we can look, at, look for in the next couple of weeks. Someone's going to be very let's confused go. one of these days. All right, let's go. Um, releases. Uh, ones that we have maybe missed. Uh, this one is really interesting. A free game on Steam called Black Top Hoops. It's a basketball game. Oh, Launched on the 19th yeah. of April on Steam. Yeah. Uh, this is early access, um, and I'll just describe it a little bit. So it's the world's first competitive VR streetball game. Chain together flashy dribble tricks, shots, and high-flying dunks to finish off opponents in epic games of one-on-one -on -one arcade basketball. At the moment, you can play against dynamic, motion-captured, driven AI, recorded from pro streetball legends and dunkers, uh, balled it out on a 90s-inspired soundtrack, and um, with, it has narration from, uh, from legendary bikers like uh, Bobito Garcia and Rene Montgomery. You unlock, this is where Renee comes in. Who? Yeah, I don't know. Legendary, legendary. Wait, they don't—they don't have Shaq. They don't have Shaq O'Neal. That was years ago. That was decades ago. That's true. That's true. So you can unlock shoes. This is where I thought you'd. Oh, can you unlock shoes? Kicks from leading indie brands, shoe designers, and no way. Oh, this is Nathy's back. That's why I was thinking. It's like Nathy would quite enjoy this. Now, this game being early access, this is the first phase. This is the free phase. So get in, try it now, see if you like it. It looks quite smooth, looks kind of interesting. Um, the second phase is going to be basic multiplayer and open lobbies. So you'll be able to hang out and play against other players, both on Steam and on Quest. Uh, and then the third phase, which is the public beta, uh, is going to have private lobbies, three unique characters, two court locations, matchmaking, uh, and it will be paid. Okay, so at that point, they're going to get that to that stage. Now, there isn't a timeline okay. given, but I did want to uh, just call out the top review on Steam for the game, I like, I like how this guy or gal wrote it. Without a doubt, Black, Black Top Hoops is the bravest basketball game I've played in VR so far. From dribbling to slam dunks, power shots to super finishes, it feels much more like a full basketball game without still being a full basketball game yet. Sure, it's going to take some time to get multiplayer working perfectly, but just for once, I feel there is real promise here, and I love it. I managed to dribble the ball around, make a slam dunk, and I'm in a wheelchair. So I can easily just about say, that anyone can give this a go. So, wow. That's blacktop hoops. Very nice. And that's really awesome. important. Yeah. Like in VR, one of the things that I've, I've always been upset about anytime I've fallen ill and I'm like laid up in bed, uh, like I remember getting COVID and being that way and just like struggling to get my headset. The, the limited number of titles that are like accessible from that position, like lying down, looking up or whatever, there's just not enough. Mm. So I'm really hoping, we didn't touch on this earlier, yeah. but with the hand tracking stuff, yeah, and yeah, I do yeah. view hand tracking games as a little bit like you know, if you've got mobile phone games, like on your cell phone or whatever, it's a little bit like that. Like, it's not real gaming. It's kind of like to the side. There's not much. And yes, I know Diablo Immortal is coming soon or whatever. And you guys do yeah. have mobile phones. And um, <laughs> you guys not have cell phones. Uh, but I do think the games <laughs> need to take this into consideration. And sometimes, honestly, um, this, is, this is where you've got, like, put the push and pull of VR. Because you've got, like Denny's talked about on the podcast here, right? Like, Proper room scale is fantastic, but it is also really limiting who can then enjoy that, right? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. in, in, the, in the UK, there is like, I, I don't remember the exact name where they make games and they uh, make sure they support like kids who 
for example, and oh. have like one arm or I don't know the name. There's like a one. company who, uh, but we don't have that in VR. Uh, a company who is really specifically, it's almost like you would like uh, create a fund or something to make this happen because I feel like it's so niche and so mm. like people don't think about this. Yeah, it'll come. Uh, well, it's so important. It'll come. It'll 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 come for sure. But I mean, I think VR allows. The beautiful thing about VR, right, if uh, is that is that it allows you to do things you can't do in person, yep. you can't do in real life. Like if you're older, you're feeble, and you're like, I grew up on Hawaii, I want to see what my hometown is like, you pop a headset yep. on, and man, the, the flood of emotions that you can get from that, right? So um, it's just very exciting. Yeah. So, so for a free game on Steam, I thought, you know, guys, go shoot some hoops, black top hoops at the moment, um, and let's see where that one goes. Hmm. Right. Next up, cool. uh, and this is probably just because I miss Skyrim. So th this is this is the freebie on me. I'm happy to take an arrow to the knee for this. Dragon Extinction <laughs> VR. Even the name <laughs> makes me nervous. It's 20 bucks, 16 pounds on Steam, landed on the 28th of April. Early access, and it does carry some performance and optimization issues, but it looks like a, kind of like an indie kind of Skyrim-esque game. You've got your full uh, character body, armor, and all of that. Uh, you get to collect all kinds of items, uh, Legendary classes of loot, common, uncommon, rare, various types of enemies. This, is, this has four-person multiplayer, so that part excites me. You can connect with friends and play. Um, uh, and it's got fast-paced combat. You know, attack, dodge, yeah. jump, block, all that this in real time. And you've got procedural dungeons. So yeah, looking at the trailer, a... you know, it's got some hope. I think it needs some time based on what I'm reading in the reviews. Like, people are saying there's some optimization issues. Sometimes where like menus will go blurry off to the sides, um, but the multiplayer aspect reminds me of a few different games that um, dungeon crawler games that have been good in you know over time. So I do think this is one to keep an eye on, probably more than buy right now. Right. This is kind of reminds for, me of uh, um, yeah. I was going to say it reminds Seven. me of Journey of the Gods, but like with multiplayer. Oh, I would yeah. have loved if Journey of the yeah. Gods was multiplayer. That game is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There you go. That's the second one. Uh, third, third up, uh, I've got a big old F word for you, and that's fracked. <laughs> mm. uh, so for PC VR, uh, landing on Viveport, I forget Viveport exists, and Steam, <laughs> and shortly thereafter, what they call the Rift Store, I always call the Oculus Store, on the 5th of May, fracked is coming. Okay, so if you hate trees, good. Well, so do <laughs> skiers. Uh, so lock in your boots, grab a gun, and let's go sloping. Uh, you get to become an action hero at the center. Um, there's this remote mountain facility, and you get to battle against a legion of interdimensional enemies. It's a blaster, uh, and humanity, <laughs> humanity's survival is in your gloved hands. Um, so you've got a grabbable cover system, allowing you to move freely about the battlefield to outflank and outsmart and outgun the menacing Fract, name of your enemies. Uh, it also features free and intuitive no-rails movement on foot, on skis, and while climbing. So if you're a fan of Pop 1, I think you'll, you'll enjoy this one. Uh, I haven't played Fract, but some of you guys have. What are we in for? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's fun. It's like a fun cover shooter. You know, like you say, you can grab cover and pull yourself up and out of cover, which is a really fun mechanic. The art style is great. It's relatively short, though. You're probably only in for like a, a couple of hours, you know, to, to blast through it. But I think uh, where it's going to really benefit on PC VR is the control scheme, because that was the thing that really held it back with PSVR. Right. Using the move controllers, uh, you had to use like a, a button to move, uh, which wasn't ideal. Um, and then you also had the tracking issues. 
on top of that as well. So yeah, being on PC VR, you're definitely going to have a, a smoother experience. Um, it's probably going to be the best way to play the game. Wasn't but this yeah. one funded by Sony? I, I thought it was. I thought I'd yeah, never thought we were going to see it on another platform. Well, apparently, uh, because apparently not, maybe. Not. It might have been a funding um, deal where they did like 50-50, you know, and yeah. then launched. I, I'm surprised they, like, I'm not surprised they, they uh, like, launched this on other platforms, but it, it, it's just that I thought, like, they could have brought some more content to the table while they were doing it, you know, while they were porting it over. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. For PC but... standards, it's kind of short. Maybe uh, it's it, it short. It wasn't that successful, so they're trying to leverage it on other platforms, maybe. Yeah, but again, like we said, you know, with Moss, it's kind of a weird time for PSVR. So yeah, that one was a weird one too to launch. You know, again, I I thought you know when I first heard about Fract, I thought it was going to be a PSVR two launch title. You know, but <laughs> again, you know, maybe maybe it was, maybe that was the plan, yeah. but because of things <laughs> we don't know That's out so of their weird. control, maybe they the said, oh, actually, we're going to have to delay it. They decided, uh, yeah, bring it out. We have to release it, but. You know, yeah. it's short, it's fun, it is, it's pretty forgettable, but, you know, there's not much else to play on PC right now, so... <laughs> That's yeah, absolutely true, it's been a bit of a desert. Uh, but those are the three main titles. I've got a couple of mentions here, uh, just for people who uh, maybe tuned in later as well. So I will mention, Mike covered this in good detail earlier, F122 uh, VR by Codemasters, July 1st, so keep that on your calendars. Uh, we spoke earlier about Cities VR, uh, which is out now. We mentioned that in the last podcast and ported that earlier. We've also got shortly uh, ahead of us in May is Little Cities coming, so those two. And we're going to wait to hear back from Rowdy to see what he, which one he thinks uh, wins that, that particular punch-up. Uh, there's a horror game coming uh, featuring a rookie police officer and a mental hospital. So it sounds Ooh, a lot like good the F-Reality podcast, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that one's May 13th. True. It's called Afterlife VR. So if you're into horror games, we haven't had that many, actually. In wait, wait, Afterlife VR? It's called That After sounds like another game. Yes. That was Wraith, Oblivion, Afterlife. Oh, uh, Oblivion, yeah. the Afterlife. Um, wow, and so if you go punch into a search engine, Afterlife VR, you'll get Oblivion, 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 Oblivion. And somewhere down the list, maybe seventh or eighth place, Afterlife <laughs> VR coming May 13th. So did they pick the right name? Probably no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like it just reminds me of the fact that no one is talking about that other afterlife horror vr game anymore it's like also completely vanished from people's minds yeah. it, it, it was a weird one because it was a brand that like I, I didn't know anyone was familiar with um and it, it wasn't really a great horror game either it was more of like a story uh adventure wrapped kind of and kind of sold as a horror game but i don't feel, feel like it ever really was yeah i agree i i, I think they miss labeled it i don't think they should have been yeah. hyping people up for "Ooh, we're going to come out with this great horror game we're talking about oblivion uh, which has like a three-part name it's quite confusing um, it was wraith oblivion afterlife wraith, I think yeah it was called, it was afterlife. yeah um so i i wow. i liked it what i played of it i played it probably an hour and a half um but it like 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 you said it wasn't wasn't really wasn't really a horror game it was it was like yeah. an atmospheric horror maybe but um it would be better off sold as more like a almost like a detective game or something like that. You know, they had that yeah. kind of feel to it. Yeah, hundred percent. Finally, I wanted to spin you up for uh, for fans of After the Fall. The shock and all update is here with uh, Tommy Gun and some you know awesome looking grenades. Now, before you go in and go where where where's the new gun? Where's these grenades? Uh, the system has a floppy disk system, so when you roll a level with your buddies, um, you have a chance to unlock floppy disks. So just like the arm rockets, for those who maybe have those or don't have those yet, uh, these are unlockable through that, and this marks the end of their front runner season. So that's a bit of after the fall for people who are 
enjoying that game. Um, so I love After the Fall. We've played it a lot. Me, you, Buck, Reese. Uh, you know, I played it with Nathie as well. We've had some really great times with this game. I love all these updates. But like, just give me some more bosses. That's all I want. I don't want more guns. I don't want more skins. I don't want more levels. I just want more boss fights. Just give me a, a variety of three different bosses that are ra randomly rolled at the end of each level. So I don't know what to expect. They're, they're, and, they're, 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 they're too busy with uh, Dead Island VR, or Saints Row VR, Metro VR. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the time goes to, to I be, think. To be fair, I, I have told them this to their face, so I don't feel bad saying it on the podcast. But like, you know, I, I, I really want... a more variety in the boss fights. Uh, I think it's that, 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 that's what put me off uh, yeah. straight away. Where like, boss where's over the... and over again. Uh, no, it's not, yeah. not, not, not you know what I want? It. But this is for an after the fall too because it requires re-engineering work is I'd love to see them do what they did with Left 4 Dead, uh, not just with like the AI director, but with levels that change configuration so you don't know where yeah. you're turning, know where you're Which going. Path? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that makes yeah. a big difference. And so if they combined something like that with this, you know, multiple enemy at the end, I think that combination could be really effective to making the gameplay feel fresh every time you roll it. Something yeah. like what you kind of get with um, Demio, actually. Demio feels pretty fresh each time when you're yeah. rolling those counts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so quick recap, uh, just for those who, who didn't catch those and want to jot them down. First off, the freebie on Steam is Black Top Hoops. Uh, the second one, the kind of Skyrim-esque four-player, Dragon Extinction VR. And then the third one coming on the 5th of May is Fracked. Get your snow boots on. Get on those slopes. Nice. 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 Good roundup. Apologies for, for, for dragging the show on a little bit, but it is what it is. These, these things happen sometimes. We just get carried away. Also, apologies for the slight blip in the show where I dipped out when my PC decided to crash midstream. Well, but Mike. I think we recovered uh, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, just a quick reminder of the show times. It's live streamed every other Saturday at the moment on YouTube and Twitch. We might come back to weekly uh, shows, but that's when the uh, the industry heats up a little bit more, maybe uh, near the end of the year. The show uh, goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Spotify. Hit the like button uh, if you enjoy the show. Let's us know uh, you care. And also subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of our future awesome podcasts. Oh, and Twitter. Yes. we got Twitter too. Oh, we've got a Twitter account as well. You can follow us there if you wish. <laughs> but you don't have to. Uh, but the rest, the rest is <laughs> mandatory. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining us uh, if, uh, live in the chat. We really appreciate you all. And thank you for the super chats as well. Um, we really, really appreciate it. So thanks again. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, until then, look after yourselves. Take care. And bye-bye for now.